0: hello and welcome to the one one your west australian racing podcast i'm bj ryan episode 55 proudly sponsored by betfair don't bet harder bet smarter with betfair as always teaming up with the one the only perth racing guru terry
1: layton good morning terry Good morning. It's still morning, isn't it? Yeah, it's morning for another hour and a bit. Good morning, BJ. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad? Not yeah, just, I, uh, it's a bit of sleep deprivation. Yeah, I was just actually about to say I feel a bit guilty now about whinging to you about sleep deprivation when they got a, a few hours last night when you are probably living off a few hours a week. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit selfish of me there, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> nothing uh, Nothing a strong coffee can't fix, mm. Guru. Or multiple. Yeah, so, um, no, but we're, we're back in... 1-1 one, one headquarters our mascot spotty is um is here relaxing it's uh it's a warmish perth day a few thunderstorms maps on the cards yeah. later this afternoon terry so conditions isn't it unique conditions mm. but um but yeah we've uh we've we've just come off the masters series there's a bit to get to. um we've got a Towton cup meeting at ascot on saturday which is the uh, traditional time honored lead up to the uh perth cup in early January, but just quickly touching on last week, we must thank our special guests, jockey Stephen Parnum and Pete Antonitz. Um, thanks good for... Good job.
1: Yeah. Antonitz. Yes. Good no, good pronunciation. Of oh. it. Yeah, to you, not, not to Pete. <laughs> uh, Pete. Pete did all right, but uh, no, I'm more proud of you for getting the pronunciation correct. Thanks, Terry. That's no, um,
0: okay. Yeah, Stevie was... Uh, he would have been wrapped with the Kingston Town Classic result, of course, with uh, <laughs> brother Chris... Winning the big group one and Pete Antonis is always a pleasure having Pete, Pistol Pete, on the show. Hopefully we can uh, we can get him back on uh, before he flies back to Melbourne next yeah. month. Just one more time, do you think? one Yeah, more, I
1: think we'll definitely get him on one more time. If, uh, if he'll bless us with his uh, company one final time, which I'm is- sure he will. Yeah, I think the listeners will like that too. Mm. So we've got a
0: couple of... Guests, hopefully uh, booked for the weeks in advance, Terry. But
1: we might touch on that later in the yeah, show. we'll hold off on that. We'll, we'll sure hold know. off on that. But, uh, yes, looking forward to what we have in coming weeks. Feels a bit lonely actually, just the two of us today, doesn't it? Bare bones. It is. It's a bare bones. I think we needed it a little bit. It's been a, a fairly hectic week. I mean, I, we've been we've discussed it off air. I can't see any reason we can't talk about it here as well. But it's it's been quite um, humbling and quite uh, exciting. All the people that came up to me personally, and I know you you felt the same way throughout the carnival didn't really miss too many too much of a beat i mean some of us even had children on the days and still made it out (laughs) to the races which is which is actually that's actually next i haven't really reflected on that enough that's one of the most amazing things of all time um but it's just been amazing even the guests and who we've managed to get on the show and and who's um sort of got around uh the format and what, what we're doing and the idea of this and the fun we like to have with it it's been um yeah it's been surreal so um a tremendous carnival bj
0: yeah it's been wild so i made it out to railway stakes day as you mm. mentioned the day that harrison was born i made it out to Winterbottom bottom stakes day and i was all set to head out for Town classic day for a couple of hours at least anyway but i just i hit the wall it was one run too many i think yeah. i think mm. uh, terry so i was sitting on the couch watching the races betting on my betfair app the new mobile app, and um, feeding my son at the same time, <laughs> and then I just couldn't muster. I was I was gone. So you led the charge as far as the one-one representation was concerned at Ascot on Saturday. Yeah, but for me it was uh, it was uh, it was all over. So. Is
1: Harrison too young to get a bet three six five? Because we're looking <laughs> always looking for new bowlers. Um, they last about two bets. I mean, you can't really bet there. That's why you'd have to bet with Betfair. But. Uh, yeah, when he when he's ready for one, let me know. <laughs> so, so as I said, Terry was out
0: on course for the big Kingston Town Classic Group mm. One, one million dollar race day on Saturday. How was it out there for the for the third and final day of the Masters Series, Terry? Yeah, what was... what was your experience of of the of the card and of the
1: event? Yeah, they're all fairly similar experiences to be honest with you. It was a lot calmer on the Kingston day than it probably was on uh, well, definitely than it was on Railway Day and to some degree winter bottom day. But um oh, as I was saying to your fair we, we we didn't really necessarily um have the biggest oh I had to have a horrible carnival, it was just an okay carnival from a punting perspective, but just from the from the social aspect and who we ran into and um, sort of the relationships forged to some degree, it was, uh, yeah, it was it was easily my most uh, enjoyable carnival to date and, and some of the stories which uh, evolved as well. Um, I must admit to having, uh, we, we'll touch on the, the meat now, I guess, and mm. uh, I must admit to having really... <clears throat> the emotions that I went through after the Kingston Town were quite inc- – I-, I loved the scenes. I was standing on the steps. I saw Stevie Palm sprint in front of me across to – obviously he was pretty excited to go and um, greet his brother and say well done and give him a hug. And um, so it was that was just some of the most unbelievable scenes. And then I've just had this moment. It's probably taken 90 seconds after the race. So you will remember basically every publication that I'm on or talked on or anyone I spoke to, I just said, truly great, I can't lose the Perth Cup. Mm. Like we're home in the Perth Cup so it's just dawned on me two minutes after the race i start i check my phone and i'm starting getting all these text messages like you beauty you beauty oh some some places got into 220 some places are into the we we've got the overs <laughs> and i've instantly gone oh no oh no People I'm with, they didn't quite understand. I said, mm. No, we're gonna get the weight. Mm. Bob, is he gonna gonna go back from a million dollar race to a four hundred K race, especially when he's got Royal Commander Midnight Blue right at the top of the market? Mm. I just I think he's gonna, you know, I think we're in trouble. I don't yeah. think we're gonna run here. And even if we do run, we're gonna carry the grandstand. So which I still think he would win if he does go that way. You should go that way, Bob. Um He'd be listening. But it was he'd just, be listening for sure. Oh it was of course he would. Yeah, he wouldn't <laughs> miss a beat. It was just it was just a, a mixture of emotions at that point in time, BJ. But uh yeah that's racing isn't it
0: it is uh futures futures betting oh. the it was yeah it was interesting like obviously yeah truly great terrific performance to to win the to win the big one to win the big group one the weight for age championship of western australia but as far as the perth cup was concerned and we've sort of been banging on about truly great for the perth cup even before he's first up run this prep mm-hmm. and um i think i said truly great is destined for something truly great this preparation and not even thinking not even thinking that the Kingston Town Classic was on the radar. It's quite remarkable, actually, if you go back to August 1 and you see where, so the start of the new season, you see what rating Inspirational Girl was yeah. when she started yeah. and where she finished with a Group 1 win, where Elite Street started the season and finished with a Group 1 win and where Truly Great started and finished with a Group All three of those horses were rated in the 70s, I'm pretty sure, and all three of them, um, you know, what, four months later, all million-dollar Group 1 winners with, with ratings in the 100s. So all it's it, the bat. Yeah, it's incredible how how much these horses can can improve in a short period of time. Well not just necessarily improve, but just mm-hmm. yeah just just um, just elevate to that next level you know so um, but I got asked a question on Twitter by a, a listener Paul Rogers I think his name was and he said he asked about truly great in the Perth Cup and I was a bit pressed for time with my Twitter response and I just sort of said look I you know Hamble Hamble I said future's not really my go the guru's the the man for that, mm. and um, and I said, but five dollars feels about right for Perth Cup. But w- what I wanted to say was. Yeah, five dollars is okay, but if truly great happens to win the mm-hmm. Perth Cup, the uh, sorry the Kingston Town, yeah. then he probably won't start in the in, in the in the Perth so, Cup. But I
1: did, I just not
0: couldn't be bothered. But I didn't have time to go me, go into the woods with that. Yeah, so let
1: me. T- I've, I thought about that pre, mm-hmm. and I, I was aware of that. So let me just talk you through the thought process here. So it was five dollars early. Okay, mm-hmm. that wasn't going to last long. That was the wrong price. We're too close to Sun not nominating the second favorite with various... Markets was Nerf Basque, Money Maher, Royal Command. Um, like you, you're kidding. Like the second favorite wasn't real. Like it was. There was only one horse in the race. So the five dollars was never going to last. You know that that true price in my mind should have been around three twenty. Probably three bucks even would have been about right. I knew that wasn't going to last. So I thought, okay, what odds? What's the chance of the truly great when the king's of town? It was about a four percent chance. What twenty five to one, roughly? Uh, roughly twenty five to one. So we take four percent off the five bucks as the yeah, correct price. You're talking. 4 dollars eighty, four dollars 70 I thought that was probably true, but knowing that that five bucks wasn't gonna last, mm. I thought chime in, take the risk, and that was the right decision. I was gonna go again, I had an absolute fortune on it, to be honest with them, absolute fortune at the five bucks. I was probably gonna go again at 350 if he didn't win the kings of town, but ran into a nice, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, yeah. Ninth, ninth, Yeah. So that could, was the thought process. So it was risk versus reward, the yeah. decision to take the $5, and I, I've struggled to tell this to a few mates that have done their ass on yeah. like me. Um, it was actually, it was a really good bet. It really. <laughs> really was a really good bet it just uh smart betting it was smart betting unfortunately doing yep. <laughs> you know what i did i bet harder and i bet and i tried to bet smarter so look the, anyway the, bo- the smart bet would have been to have an, an
0: insurance uh just in case better, well the 21 bet for sp well
1: yeah retrospect's a powerful tool mm. isn't it bj i um i i did have some of the raw command 14s but it's just barely to cover what we've done anyway mm. so and i don't even think that's a Genuine. Oh, it's a Perth player, oh, but jeez. I remember, anyway, I'm, I need to I, I remember I was
0: I was sort of going in deep with my critique of Clint Johnston Porter's Railway Stakes ride on Truly Grey oh. on last week's episode of I the One so. One. And I was just and I and I spoke to my mate, my one of my best mates, Tommy. Tommy A on the phone on Friday, and he really wanted to chime in Perth mm. Cup, truly great, very, very enthusiastic. He Marty was. Allen
1: did. He was pretty happy with himself at yeah. the track. <laughs> yeah, right. He
0: was declaring it. He, and um, So Tommy was, was, Perth Cup wise, he wanted to get on the features and I said, while well, I was talking to him over the phone, I said, fire up your laptop, watch that railway stakes replay again and by the time the phone call had finished, like, the Perth Cup had already been running one. <laughs> and it was funny we just completely um, I don't know whether it was a blind spot as to as no, to weather. do you think it was a bit of a blind Because no, it had
1: to it had to go up to wait for age. It was giving inspirational girl weight. Um, too close to sun had field position. The run was good in the in the railway stakes, but it wasn't it wasn't I'm gonna go and win wait for age against the same horses next but start. Not only but win, like it, it Again, if we look at this the, the, the price and the actual price of it and what it did in the market since it opened, it was, again, I'm, I'm content with what we did, but, geez, it's uh, it was it was a difficult watch. It yeah. It was a difficult watch, that's all I
0: can say. But just, just on the performance, though, first mm. of all... Goes
1: for Chris Parnham, too. If you look at, if you look yeah. at its it runs purely for Chris, and that's something we often talk about is certain horses go for certain jockeys, and some jockeys just have more fluency in the saddle at certain parts of their career than they do at others, and at the moment, Chris Parnham's getting um, everything to run for him incredibly, yeah. so...
0: I think Chris Parnum will be buying Mitchell Pateman a mm, Christmas yeah, card. I think, I think he might. Yeah, that was a nice little bit of cover, wasn't it? Yeah, so Taxigano was was trapped wide early, pushed forward and got called three wide, mm-hmm. no cover. If Mitchell Pateman doesn't do that or he surges forward and has a crack for the lead, then truly mm-hmm. great three wide, no cover. Does yeah. he win from there? No, not and, it yeah. and it's just, as I spoke about last week, those sliding door moments in races, just moments. You know, and um, and that was everything for Chris Parnham, and that cover he received from Taxigano just just was enough to um, to see him see him win. And but you know, I guess the biggest, well, we all know Chris Parnham is a gifted jockey, gifted. He's still so young as well. He's going to win a lot of big races. But the the real for me, the real stars of the show were the. The trainers Grant and Alana Williams, like how do they, mm. how do they do it? Like they have, they are getting these horses to run these amazing peak figures on grand final day. It's freakish what they're doing with their horses, Terry.
1: That is definitely their strength, getting them to peak on grand final day. Truly great in its first campaign, looked like a um, like a potential dispersal say, at <laughs> time, you know. I mean, even what one we'll get to later in the Townton Cup, a midnight blue, how it's come on in one prep to probably be, I mean, it probably should be Perth Cup favourite, which we'll get to a bit later mm. now. Um, but the way they improve from prep to prep and sort of know where they're going, what they're doing, it, they're, in their defence they have time and patience in their yeah. ownership. Yeah, they have a Bob. few
0: few competitive advantages,
1: yeah, don't they? they yeah, they definitely do. Yeah. But uh, no, credit still
0: there, 100%. Their guns, uh, the whole operation is just, remarkable and they've they've won the railway they've run second in the winter bottom and they've won the um the kingston town so mm. oh, cornellid the kingston town easy game yeah and again we we spoke again la- harping back to last week we spoke about the five a plus horses um that the, it's the recent white yeah. horses where, where, where's truly great sitting that now do you know what i mean mm. so who knows what what the future holds for for that horse but um this is how good Bob's going. He's not going to nominate Arcadia Queen and Regal Power for the All Star Mile because he he believes that the because it's a, it's a voting system that yeah, the yeah, WA yeah. vote will be split. He has to, so so he's gonna he's gonna try and get them included via the wildcard system mm-hmm. and put one. At, I wonder what the I wonder what the horse he puts up. To get the votes for do you know what i mean she would be the one that makes sense i don't know how bad the injury was though yeah i would suggest it's probably inspirational girl mm-hmm. at a mile yeah or would it be Superstorm? anyway the it's not super stormy, yeah I, th- I think he's got some hoof issues mm. coming out of his last Sydney run. So, yeah
1: good problem to have
0: g- yeah good problem to have mm. so congratulations to everyone involved emotions certainly ran high in the mounting yard post race um that victory meant a lot to to Chris Parnum of course but his whole family geez they're a good family aren't they the, the Parnums there um they uh, invest a lot in the game and they um, they're real they're, yeah they're just they're real good um, advocates and and um, I guess you know really good people to to promote our sport and um, and they yeah they obviously thoroughly enjoyed that that moment and um, chris was even lost for words in his post-race interview with scotty Embry. yeah obviously it was um, it was a big big build up and something he really wanted to get off his chest because he it appeared as though he was really disappointed following the winter bottom stakes the week before and then seven days later he was he was able to come out and get that elusive group one
1: victory. He was a bit flat after the, the race as well, because he um he mentioned to me, he said, Oh, he might I might be able to come in the one-one now. And I said, sorry, mate, only multiple group one winning tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I was really happy with myself when I sent that to her. That was quite funny.
0: Yeah, so he he obviously is a, is a guest that we'd love to get on the show yes. to talk to Coming about. Coming weeks,
1: most definitely. Coming, Coming weeks? weeks, definitely. Okay.
0: Yep. Very good. So the other feature races of the day, special K, Kementari, he uh, he went Back the clock and turned on the the jets and won the AJ Scale Stakes ridden by Chris Parnum, of course mm-hmm. and um, that was a that was a, a good result and gives um, gives all people hope if you think your your horse is, is uh, lost a gear or two you never quite know I, I hear that they took well, they took Kim and Tari out to Jimmy Taylor's property to do some bush work out there and. Um, Took him to the beach and did all sorts of weird and wonderful things Did he need to
1: like, we, we look at it like that. Did he need to improve much though? He's, no. he's gone from a railway stakes where he carried weight to- And he was, uh, a, bit, he was a
0: bit unlucky too in the railway. I yeah, thought, he yeah. was a
1: little bit unlucky underneath horses and mm-hmm. he's gone to a skate hill at his preferred trip at weight for age under the conditions like, like, I think Scotty Embry actually tipped him and it just, he made sense really. He just made sense. It was just a matter of geez, can we t- can you tip this horse yeah. or can we find this horse on yeah. top? So um yeah, I think he just found his right race. I don't think he's. I don't think they're going to continue. Well, obviously not. He's retired. But um, is racing, he retired? I think that was the plan, wasn't it? That was yeah, meant to be his last race. I think. Yeah, they I'd, said pre-race that was going to be his last race. I'd be
0: surprised. Oh, yeah. I thought he went enormous. I'd be
1: surprised. Yeah, he if- went. He went well, but I mean, that's a 200k race. So the Godolphin are probably looking at bigger fish. Is there bigger fish in their him? I don't know.
0: Yeah, interesting. Over East anyway, so I couldn't give a rat's and. Um, Kiss on all four cheeks. Won the Listia Classic mm. for Brad Parnham and Dan Morton. That, that was a very impressive victory. Oh, I,
1: yeah, I couldn't care less if that was an impressive victory. Do we want? <laughs> do we want to? Do
0: we want to get in the woods about the Western Empire? Uh,
1: no, I just go just just rides and maps that look so simplistic on paper, and I just I just don't understand how we've ended up on in front there. I'm not even blamed, but just the horse jumped so well, and then he was either going to get caught in the breeze and. Yeah, he just ended up – oh, fair enough, that's where he ended up. But you just – yeah, you don't, you're don't. you not diving in at $2, $20, $30, thinking that Pikey from Barrier 5 on a horse that you want cover and coming over the top of him is going to land in front. It just doesn't happen, you know. So anyway, it's, uh, it was a hard, hard watch, but uh, geez, kissing all four cheeks, different horse on top of the ground. Yeah, and with a bit of cover as well. Like yeah. Um, exactly Jack- where Western Empire – I thought Western Empire would be and kissing all four cheeks. Western Empire was where I thought kissing all four cheeks would yep. be. So the irony was not lost on me. <laughs>
0: and um and the the last feature of the day was uh was a int- bit of a walk and sprint affair the jungle dawn classic she's a light set outside <laughs> leader and held on bunch finish there was a few eye catching runs behind full the winner full yeah i think they i think they went shocking, yeah they went super forward. slow to the 400 and yeah. it was basically a um uh 400 meter sprint home
1: she's at, on a day where you wanted to be on speed it was just it's just madness how these days where you want to be on speed they walk like it's just how does that possibly occur so yeah she's alive that is a winner yeah how many photo finishes as she won yeah. so she was in my black book ready to go i was really keen on her um at some stage soon i just thought she was going to get back here and she wasn't going to be able to out sprint tycoon storm and chantreer and those but mm. yeah Paddy didn't want to land the breeze and when he did um yeah it was a it was a smart steer he 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 rode his mounted Ten out of ten, I reckon if he rides at a nine, she doesn't win. So. Yeah. But with special choice running second, that's not a good form reference. Yeah, yeah, so. and
0: um, I see Chontrea sort of got back and snuck up along the fence. shoot ride. Yeah, yeah. And just she got uh, the next two already.
1: On a slow tempo to finish off like that. Jeez.
0: Yeah, the 16 yeah. and the 18 certainly. Well, forgive, that the Starstruck and the Latrice really look at her yeah. mercy, don't they? Yeah. Well, so. forgive
1: Lonsdale Lady too. Yes. yes. Yeah, forgive Lonstow, lady. Still on so a, so a
0: quick final two. What was the story at the start there? Did you get any uh, information? Yeah it,
1: just, yeah, it just didn't begin as well as that hopefully. Oh, so it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think you'll find that um, she still, despite the fact Jade sat up the final 100 or so, she still ran a really nice last 200. Yeah. So she can rebound and potentially at a price the next start, but um, yeah, I think they might all be running for second in the third and fourth leg of the Phillies Mare series. Very good.
0: All right, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Toutant Cup Day, GA, George, King George Towton Cup Day. We're recording the one-one, your West Australian racing podcast at 11.15, quarter past 11 on Thursday, the 10th of December. We're racing in Geraldton today. Albany is hosting a Friday meeting tomorrow. We are about to roll through nine races uh, at Ascot this Saturday Esperance is on the quick backup this weekend as well they've got another Saturday meeting Mm. while the um, everything winds down in the southwest with eight races
1: at Bunbury on Sunday and stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind and the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competitions
0: Yes, and our get summer ready with Betfair, Terry. The um, that promotion wrapped up last mm-hmm. week on Kingston Town Classic Day. Big congrats to David Keats who predicted a truly great victory, and he was closest to the official twenty-one dollars. twenty-one Betfair starting price.
1: I reckon David owes me a uh, nice slab of beef there <laughs> to, uh, to to make me feel a little bit better. Just with just, just on the uh, um, people betting on Betfair, it's it's still. It grinds, BJ. you know, not many things grind my gears. That's a lie. Very,
0: very little. Very, very little.
1: little yeah. Probably only about 10 things an hour. Um, but it's grinding my gears, seeing people lob up. And this is – I'm not going to ping anyone by name, but they'll, they'll know who they are. Lobbing up bet slips or saying what price they got for certain horses, especially long price horses, and chucking up. Look, I have my 50 each way at $34 on certain horses. I remember, she's got married at $34, $35. That was $95 Bet Fair SP. Like, what are you doing? That's an extra four grand if you've gone on Bet Fair and taken the, the SP price on Bet Fair. The majority of the time you're going to be getting such better value. And especially when it's a horse at a longer price, if you're going on sports bet and backing it, there's no difference to going on Betfair. And backing it, it's still an online um, gambling service. So mm. I think it's uh, – yeah, I think it's just uh, there's not enough – still not enough people quite aware of how much it's costing them when they do back a winner. So they don't really have to bet harder at all, BJ. Mm. Do you know what they have to do, though? Bet smarter. Bet smarter. Exactly right. So And just with that as well, a lot of people find using Betfair a little bit um, – What's the word I'm after here? It can be a little bit tricky, especially with the so the liquidity in the WA markets. It takes till the final, especially midweek, five ten minutes um, to be able to have a proper bet at a market that's sort of at hundred and one percent, which is obviously what we bet at. Um, but you can just use the SP button, and you can place it earlier in the morning. You can play. You don't know what price you're going to get then, but it's more than likely going to be a better price you're taking than the um, the fixed agency. So. That's what I'd recommend going forward. Just gets my. Just gets me a little bit. That's all. All
0: right. So yeah, those I just want everyone to win. Yes. Win big. Win big. Yeah. And yeah, so the yeah, those that Betfair merchandise pack, that was um very highly sought after and uh david keats is going to be uh rocking all the betfair gear this summer so congratulations again david so yeah just some rattle through some reminders for everyone for all our one one listeners that if you would like to read my pre-markets preview the leg up jump on to bestbets.com.au or the ozrace website the leg up's been out since 7am this morning while two of the best in the business Terry, the Perth Racing Guru, Layton, and Daniel Cripps. They combine powers for the Wild West video preview available on the Betfair hub.
1: That's betfair.com.au. And the 1-1 one one is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review. All right, Guru. Let's get cracking. Okay. GA, Touton,
0: Cup Day, Ascot, saturday the 12th of december so the rail is back out to the three meter position after being in the true last saturday now we do have a possible storm um scheduled for today being thursday a fine day tomorrow friday 32 degrees and it's a 28 degree day on saturday so is this normal sorry 36 degrees
1: and three to eight mil
0: yeah. Does this happen? I'm not sure. Does this happen
1: often? This feels very abnormal to me. Quite excited. I don't mind the hot weather. I like, is, weather. Is I like a, a good thunderstorm. Is you there
0: know? A, bit of, a bit of storm action up north? Maybe we're getting a bit of a tail end of that, Terry. Potentially. Mm.
1: Potentially. I'm not much of a meteorologist. I'll have to ask Cripper's old man. Yeah, <laughs> that's right.
0: Have <laughs> to. Or maybe even we give Paul Huckle a call up at, yeah. all the way up in Port, Port Hedland. He might, he might have some insight into mm-hmm. what's happening further further north. But, um, but dear, field. Yeah, yeah, so just your normal sort of standard good for probably um obviously races on pace early as as is often the case at ascot on a sad day well um, you got any insight into uh, Potential pattern and weather, um, oh, wind think,
1: conditions. Terry? I think you've middled it basically. I mean, last time we raced at the three meter pad, it played. Um, there was a stronger southwest to. there were very similar southwesterly to what we've got forecast now, and it played especially early in the day. It played pretty uh, leader of rail bias. So there's no reason we should allow for much different. I wouldn't have thought. The one thing is that when I did my form last night, I, I actually thought there was an easterly till about one. It looks like the easterly swings at about eleven now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it may not be as strong on pace early, but. Um, but I still think you wouldn't want to be diving into anything at the back of the field with uh, too much venom early in the day, BJ.
0: Very good. Should we get started? We should get started, I, I believe. Race one is the Tab Touch, better your bet, West Speed Platinum Handicap. Mm. So um, pretty sort of even 1,200-meter lineup to to kick things off.
1: It is. Terry, what have you got is, for us? It is. Well, it's an interesting race. I was, I was happy putting a line through a lot of these. So I apologise to all the connections. Well, actually, I, all the connections should be pretty happy when I'm chucking a line through them at the moment. But um, <laughs> the Fire Sale, morgues Freeman, Read the Riot Act, Megadon, they're five horses who are all going to get back. I, I don't know if that's going to be the spot to be in race one. I don't know if any of them have the class or at the right part of their campaigns to be winning from there. So I'm basically taking on five horses who are taking up Oh, roughly fifty percent of yep. the market. That's that's a fair chunk of your book going out straight away. I think Scooter's machine leads the race. Um, Express Time BJ is an interesting one here. And um you're you're pretty astute with what you think the the stables will be thinking. With this with this particular mare, so she's up to the twelve hundred meters for the first time. She's only been past a thousand once. She got in a little jewel with Cliffs of Comfort. Wasn't disgraced at the eleven hundred meters, but after eight starts, there is probably a reason why she's been kept. To the thousand, um, whether she has the aerobic capacity to run a strong 1200 might be a bit of a query. What are your thoughts, speed map wise? Does she breeze outside scooters? Do they try and take on scooters? Does Scooters being the only obvious lead, do they just tuck in behind like they did two starts ago um, when smashing Cocky Joy? What, what would you do and what do you think they do with Express Time? I
0: feel as though. Scooter's machine is going to hold up and lead, and Express Times is going to be outside
1: leader. Mm-hmm. That's what I've got as well.
0: It'll be interesting to see whether they, how well have Scooter's been jumping at pretty the good. moment. Pretty good. Pretty good. So they yeah. wouldn't be able to cross. I wonder whether Brad might have a have a go. See if he can cross Scooters. But you think? Early.
1: That- would they I mean being susceptible past the thousand yeah. wouldn't i mean if scooters jumps well enough i mean brad can look at the the blueprint from two starts ago and, and tuck in on the back of scooters machines so
0: yeah so the, the thing is they're going to end up probably going to end up
1: outside leader, yep. and unless something uh, Bruce Almighty is the one pushes that pushes forward. Yeah, but Bruce yep. Almighty is a real musterer and yep. only really finds a top in race without any speed. So they look your two obvious speed horses. Could um, Rock and um,
0: Rock and Roller push forward? Could do with the yeah. 60
1: first up. I'm not expecting yep. that to occur, but definitely could be the yeah, case so for me. It's
0: yeah gate three. You're right. Twelve hundred meters. First real test at the trip, racing really well. I'd be surprised. Yeah, you're right. I'd be surprised if they want to overexert early. Yeah. And if they, but outside leader providing Scooter's machine isn't isn't hooning along
1: out in front it could be a nice spot they might be happy of scooters brad might be pretty happy with scooters machine to be honing and just uh, tuck in 100 percent, yeah, yeah. Uh, with that susceptibility potentially at 1200 but um look, i thought going into this race express time would be the horse i'd find here but just the last two runs which to me are her best two career runs yeah, uh stay at State Attorney Zeibel then obviously smashing Cocky Joy at the start before coming off that cold rail when Brad rode a ten out of ten, um, but they were both at a thousand on soft sevens, so maybe she is a uh, a mare by War Chant who's really relished those soft tracks. She also has shown a lot of ability and she could just be coming into her own. And those conditions were just coincidental at the time. Um, look, I'm 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 quite keen on one here. Um, it's a bit of a horses for courses. Type policy, VJ. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the record, I've actually marked Seminole Brave favourite. That's not where I'm going here. I think Seminole Brave from the gate can probably come across and land somewhere near a 1 1. A lot of upside with Seminole Brave, has had the two trials. Both were pretty good trials. But look, early in the day, I'm expecting it to play on pace. Um, this isn't fashionable in the slightest, um, but I can't see any reason Scooter's Machine can't lead through, out here, VJ. So this isn't this isn't the path you expected me to go down here, is it? Not at all. He's shaking his head, currently. Um, Scooter's machine is a uh, Chrissy Gilwit's done a really good team, a really good job with her little team. Um, we'll get the scoreline later in the program, but it's going to carry the fifty-three and a half. It's going to lead on what's likely to be the best part of the surface. Her, his, sorry, his last start effort. Um, at uh, at Bunbury. Bunbury, that was a leader bias day, but they went over 12 lengths quicker than benchmark to the turn, okay? You had Kit Gum sitting in the breeze, Kit Gum's favorite in the, or second favorite in the second last race of the day. Um, in that same race you had Locomotive who was gassed, you had Red, On Red Alert who would start right at the market here. On Red Alert would be in, this is a $30,000 race. Let's remember that, just because it's been run on a Saturday. Um, and then you had Rogues Point who's run second to Lalo, um, again on a leader bias, rail bias track during the week. So. Yep. I don't think that race is any different to this race. If anything, yeah, there's no Seminole Braver Express time, but I don't think there's a great deal in it. So I think for the horse, it's going to get out in front, have no weight um, on his back whatsoever, and he's run some big races, especially in Kalgoorlie, um, when able just to skip along and roll in front. So, look, I'm, um, I'm happy. Being on scooters machine each way here, BJ. Mark scooter machine $6.60. Um, I also, that was when I thought that would be a little easterly early, um, but still, it should only be a, a minor westerly out in front, low weight. Let's have something on each way, close to 20 bucks each way. Very good. Guru uh, esque, isn't it? So,
0: Chris. Gilbert and Christy Bennett mm. claiming three rolling along out in front we did say leaders early on uh, Ascot race days that's uh, where you want to be I landed on Seminole brave not with a huge amount of confidence one a maiden on debut really well and it's pretty rare you see then uh, maiden winners make the leap to class three company and win which this horse did good class three too. yeah then it came to town in a graduation and ran into a Uh, levitate and levitate was absolutely breathing fire on that particular occasion
1: so this horse you could say levitate was airborne couldn't
0: you yeah he (laughs) was airborne 100 (laughs) percent he so this horse has got a a level of a significant level of natural ability just to do what he did in his first racing campaign i like the fact that he's had two trials leading into this he was going to win that trial on monday and then um just might have just needed a a touch late although giant leap the the heat winner goes pretty good so uh just needs to if Sean o'donnell can get him to slot in one one would be absolute perfection for this horse but he does have a little bit of gate speed so and a bit of class so with a bit of freshness in his legs as well i'm thinking Sean o'donnell can be quite positive on seminal brave if he can land in the first four or five with a touch of cover Mm -hmm. i think he's just got I think he's a horse with um, significant upside, and I'm 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 happy to be with Seminole Brave first up.
1: Um, Price. I was Four dollars fifty. Okay, I've actually say I actually got Seminole Brave shorter. I've got mm. Seminole Brave four bucks. So yeah. at the four eighty currently, I mean, it depends how you want to play the race. That's that's probably get my money back job. Yep. Um, for me, and then I, I've marked uh, Express Time just just with those risks and the slow track and the um, up to twelve hundred. I've got Express Time four fifty, which means the two eighty is probably the. Um, there's not that I want to exp- uh, oppose Express Time with any real passion.
0: Yeah. Um, whatsoever. But do you really want to be taking no. two seventy five? Yeah. Um, Express Time with those. Slight red flags, I suppose. so
1: do like a red flag?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. the yeah. I'm happy to play around express time. If um, so yeah, so that's why I'm landing on Seminole Brave. And there's mm-hmm. a few back markers who you're right, who are ch- taking up a chunk of the market, who will be getting back and, and running on. But like, it's very difficult for us. It's going to be difficult honestly, for us like Fire Sale, Morgs Freeman.
1: Um, do you think honestly, Megadon. if I had to give you who would you think is a better chance to win this race, Morgs Freeman or Scooter's Machine? Morgs Freeman from ten probably going to be back near last or scooter machine out in front with 53 kilos. But I know, I know you've, I've caught you off guard with this. You didn't expect me to come at you with a no, scooter machine. No, no, I quite like no, this. No, I know. what. But I've, know what I've, you're I've just saying. gone through it. I said, well, hang on, Megadon from 11. Like, how is this going to go early in the day when there's like, the, how is this going to come from near last and, and get past them at nine bucks or $8.50 Morgs Freeman, t- even Zatorio 10 bucks, understand Pike's on, but and Zatorio's peak is is comfortably good enough. But Gee whiz, I think this is and Alien from Mars is is shorter than um, Scooter's Machine. Alien from Mars is the maiden mm. who's you know had a, had a fair few chances now. So, gee whiz, BJ, I, reckon, uh, I reckon I reckon this think, is the situation. I, think, I think, people, the horse in front. think
0: people such as myself are probably thinking, oh, Scooter's Machine, a winner at Leonora, winner at Leinster, exactly Mount right. Barker form, and then was that was is that Bunbury – Result An anomaly, I don't, not no. a, a like a peak pre- preparation, peak performance. Can he hold that? Does he come back off that? Was he suited by the factors on the day? But yeah, I get I pick up what you're
1: putting down for sure. That's the way we're going to go, anyway. we will have a little spec on scooter. Christy can just go, Scooter, nick off. <laughs> off we go. Race two
0: might be a double for Chris Gilbert today, actually. Mm. Stay tuned. Race two is the budget truck rental plate. Nice little race, this for the three year mm. olds. We've got a couple of horses. I've oh, had another scratching this morning. So, number three, our Danny, is out, but number 10, regardless, is mm. out from Last Start Maiden winner from the Inform Adam Fairy stable. Uh, that particular runner is out as well. So, it's an eight horse field. There's a couple of runners, i.e., First Law and Smashing, who are coming back to open three year old companies after racing in stakes races. First Law, Coming through the WA Guineas and smashing coming through the WA Guineas and the Listia Stakes last Saturday, so she's on quick backup. But in saying that, I'm pretty sure that She's a Charmer will be the popular elect, Terry. And gee, she's uh, she stands out as the horse debate, doesn't she?
1: Yeah, she certainly does. when we first saw this filly even in her trials when you go back to that trial against Treasure Prize and then she sat deep uh, top, top uh, notch top a, notch trial oh, well, just probably the toppest wasn't it for yeah. you I'd say uh, and then she sat deep on a rail hot track against Kicker Son, who was given every favour out in front just came hard sat in the breeze against Testing Love Testing Love came out and won her next start at about $1. sixty, I think um, and then her most recent effort on a day where not much was making ground albeit This particular race did suit those um, coming from the back, the way it was run. Um, But it was – I'm going to use the word effortless. Would you? That's probably a fair assessment of her victory. It was – look, I'd go as far as saying – she could be on a similar trajectory, just just because of this. It's the same stable, but there's no reason she can't be the next uh, Cup night. Mm-hmm. Bernie Miller's next Cup night. So, she uh, she looks like something pretty special. Um, Danny Bella and Fair Justice ran second and third in that race. Danny Bella was huge yesterday, and Fair Justice won yesterday. If you yep. want a little more, just a little cherry on the. Uh, on top there, from barrier four, you'd like to think Paddy is a bit more aggressive than he was last start at Bunbury where he sort of left, uh, let her drift back to near last and in the end class got her through. You'd think he can probably hold something near a 1-1, maybe two back, one out type yep. thing. Um, and... Yeah, she. I think she'll be winning the race. Um, got yep. respect. Fat price to... for well, that's the problem. See, the, looked at the two seventy this morning. I was talking to Crib actually, and we decided to hold and thinking we might because you've got to run into Toscana smashing, even first law as you mentioned before coming back from the. Um, Coming back from the Guineas, but I think that might have been an error. Bet price is two thirty and above, but um, she's one of those ones that I just want to keep following yeah. through the grades. So we we're on her, and we, we were on our last start and had something on first start. We just want to. She's one of those horses I just want to keep following through the grades. So it, to be honest, I'll probably just be on late um, exchange, hoping for some 240, 250 plus type thing. Yeah, I agree. I think that's
0: that feels about right to me as well, Terry. So. And all her figures have been good too, haven't yeah, they? Yeah. yeah, the numbers yeah. are good. The way that she just put them to the sword at Bunbury, just she just stamped herself as. The, so the only issue for me that I can see that will bring her undone is whether that third up was her was her peak and how far she comes back off that run. Uh, fourth run in two trials as well, but you would imagine if she turns up um, sim- at a similar level that she just wins. She's a charmer, which is which is a bit arrogant considering the opposition like yes. some of these some of these aren't slouches are they but it just feels as though shoot, from four 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 was probably the icing on the cake too wasn't it really like as well. yeah oh, house, of course so, yeah, yeah. with regardless out so yeah it just it just sets yeah, everything's set up really nice. Especially for the, the speed's gonna be on too because Toscana's well, probably, gonna come across from eight. She probably
1: lands on the two biggest dangers I think for me and, and for probably for most would be Toscana, who yeah. she probably lands on the back of. Yeah. You know Toscana's probably outside Champagne Diva in the so she she probably lands on the back of Toscana in the one one. And then her next biggest danger is Smashing, who's absolutely flying at yeah. the moment quality. Yeah, humming yeah. Um and she should be able to um, basically be sprinting alongside Smashing who may not have as much zip um in um in her legs from the fourteen hundred, from the sixteen to the fourteen, 14 back to the, to the, the 12, twelve again. Yeah. So yeah, look, it all it all points in one direction to me. What do you what do you make of first law? Oh, well, I was on pretty big in the Guineas, and obviously went uh, went horrible either. I don't think resented blinkers. Uh, just didn't go very well. A little freshen up, back to the twelve. Just it too might, too fierce. Too yeah, fierce, just, just too fierce. Just, just it burnt, might,
0: burnt too much fuel early.
1: Not impossible. First law tries to come across and even end up in the breeze, and, and Toscana takes a sit on first. So there's a few different permutations to this map, and obviously the the one uh, the one we can't uh, quantify is sassy bloody trader who I've given up on trying to get out the gates. Um, Usually when a horse misses it once or twice, it becomes a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a a continual theme with that horse. So, um, yeah, there's a few different ways this map can look, but, um, yeah, I think we're going to... See the emergence of a uh, a pretty good horse here, in she's a charmer. The continued emergence, at least.
0: Yes. So yeah, Bernie Miller, Patrick Carberry, the Cup Night combination. They found themselves uh, another one here. She's mm. a charmer. This goes good. Should be winning. I, I really like the way that Toscana set- sat outside. Madame Tory of the day and just kept coming and kept coming and coming and coming. It was a really tough performance. I think she might even be better suited stepping out to the twelve hundred as so. well. And um, but just gay I if I tell you what, if 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 Champagne Diva um I don't think she'd hand up but if Toscana comes crashing across and has got too much gate speed and can find the rail in front gee, she's going she's going to give a kick I think yeah especially um, if
1: first law comes across with her and the yep. pressure's on and they have to take it up Pikey yep. won't want to get in a speed battle so yep. um the, the thing is if you you're looking at that you're talking Toscana's about 9 bucks champagne Diva 11 watch their runs over the final sort of 150 last mm. start um cuz they were just alongside each yep. other and just Toscana just hit the line so much better yeah that's what that was Diva, that so. was
0: the that was the um, the measure, the measuring stick that I was using mm-hmm. as well. That it looked like they were going to be in a photo for a second, yes. didn't it? And Toscano it just in air, yeah, it? Toscano yeah. just kept kept. Mm-hmm. She just didn't want to didn't want to get beat, which is a good sign. She's three starts into her first prep as well, so who knows whether she's going to be able to hold that peak as well. But for me, she's a charmer on top. Going to be a good race, and we'll just see how good this uh, Bernie Miller train filly is. Moving on to race three, the budget minibus rental handicap over the 1,000 minutes Did I see Dig Deep nominated for this race,
1: Terry? You did see Dig Deep nominated. The People's uh, Horse? The People's Horse. It was a little bit of a surprise to see Dig Deep nominated for this race. I'm, I haven't actually spoken to, uh, to Ben or Dan. I'm not quite sure why we aren't running either, to be honest. I would have imagined that the nomination had something to do because we're heading to a fourteen hundred meter race uh, in a week's time, but uh, there aren't many races available for horses of our rating. Mm-hmm. So I presume it was just a nomen to just see if we ran into a weak little field or something of that nature. And geez, this is exactly the race <laughs> I thought we would have wanted to run into. So I, I, I'm not sure why we haven't accepted because this this looks pretty ordinary, Bj. It looks winnable, doesn't it? It looks it looks winnable. It certainly does. I mean. So over the 1,000 metres, it's a 77-plus. You've got Tranquilla Tranquilla Sunrise, Mia Dolce, and Cramden, who are all well below the handicap. So I'm happy to say that the three of those are really going to struggle to win this race. Echo Effects coming um, from an Albany victory, so it's going to battle Hoboken's first up. Condor Heroes keeps missing kicks, leaves you with Don't Fuss and Zeebel to some degree, and Zeebel's going to have to cross a lot of speed horses underneath uh, him, so... Gee, whiz, it just wasn't a deep race, was it? Mm. Well, isn't a deep race. Could have been a dig deep race. Well, it could have been the the biggest, deepest. I'm not sure where we're <laughs> going. Here. It could it could have been, but. Um, I, I'm I'm really quite opinionless here. Uh, the race has so many different uh, shapes with um, with Condor Heroes, uh, missing the kick or not missing the kick, and that, that's going to sort of change how this race is run and won, especially with uh, Mia Dolce having the shades back on. Yep. Let me just, yes, the shades are back on Mia Dolce. Um, Tranquilla Sunrise goes super quick, especially with the 52 on his day early. Cramden can absolutely ping the lids on his day as well. So, ah, look, don't fast her, Bo take a sit. One of them could get past it, but no. Nothing presented price-wise for me here, BJ.
0: Give give
1: us something more than that. I just thought Condo Heroes is coming off a winter bottom um,
0: where he sort of sizzled out in front and punctured. He was on a wet track prior to that, similar sort of setup in the Colonel Reeves. Have we seen the best of Condo Heroes this prep? Is he going to be able to climb the mountain once again? Zeeble was really impressive last week, but he found the rail in front. Uh, control was very well ridden, actually, by Jade McNordall. That, that was a good front running ride, actually. And that was a good decision by
1: Luke to take the shades off as well. <laughs> that?
0: <laughs> That's a victory it, for all the shades off exponents, uh, le- yeah, isn't he it? Was. He, <laughs> let
1: me, he let me know as well. So he absolutely let me know about yeah. it. So, no, well done to Luke. Um, yeah, last laugh. And uh, yeah, Z was fine
0: yeah it's he is flying and but is he he's not he's probably not gonna find the front
1: so where does that put him could do could do could do condo heroes do. misses it i reckon it's not impossible that able can get across oh, yeah, train, train yeah. tranquil i think else. i think
0: zebel's the leader of Condor heroes isn't late yeah so and i've just don't fuss his racing well but he's gonna have to and pike goes on obviously but he's gonna have to carry the 60 to, to win um back to the 1200 back to a thousand nice draw though but process of elimination Mm. i reckon that this is a really sneaky first up option for hoboken Mm. he's a pretty hard horse to catch (laughs) pretty hard horse to catch hoboken but over the journey he's been more of a get back sort of run on sort of type so the smaller field suits the low draw suits he doesn't have to get all the way back um he's uh he can run a race fresh he's got got an ascot thousand meter profile He's a pretty, pretty good, honest, thousand metre competitor. To be honest, He doesn't uh, to, tell, tell many lies, does he? No, he doesn't. And I just feel as though the uh, Chris Parnham, booking Neville Parnham, this is this is a good target race for Hoboken. He um he just sort of stood out as as the the one that might get under the guard a touch here, Terry. And uh, currently nine dollars, I marked him six fifty. So his value for mine, don't fuss for me is unders. Condo Heroes is unders. And but yeah, I think the, the Zebel and the current Zebel and Hoboken prices are both well over my odds. I actually thought Zebel should be favourite, to be honest.
1: But yeah, so. it was I didn't mark this race because yeah. I just I just soaked it with this race. This is the one I basically just sat out of. I'm very surprised to see Zeeble on the third line. Yeah, I must so admit.
0: if if you're listening now, that Zeeble, Zeeble, seven dollars and Hoboken, nine dollars, you could probably, you yeah, know, I'd, mm. I'd be looking at having something on both of them. I think they're both bit of a ge- dutch. Ge- yeah, both genuine winning chances out of price, and I, I just feel as though the top two in the market don't fuss and. Condor Heroes I reckon they're um a touch of O's, and I'm surprised Mia Dolce is on the same line of betting as Zeeble. But well, that, that's yeah, that's Mandis now. Yeah, so that's that's, yeah, that's the way that the market sits at just before noon on uh, on Thursday. But um but yeah, as it uh, as it currently stands, I think they're both bets for me, Haboken and Zebel.
1: I like it, BJ. You might have just convinced me into a little wager as well. All right, that was uh
0: short and sharp. Moving on to race four, the Amelia Park handicap. Rating sixty six plus contest over the mile. Terry, have you got any deeper thoughts on? <laughs> I don't
1: have any deeper thoughts. Yeah. I unfortunately uh, I don't have any hugely uh, deeper thoughts here. The market basically mirrors my own, um, so I, I can't uh, I can't muster up a bet at this point in time. So did
0: you have? So obviously the, the two horses leading the charge here are number four phone me and five the Fugazi. Yes. They're in their, their prices are sort of flip flopped depending on what agency you're, yeah. you're betting with. Yeah. So at the moment they're they're say they're equal favourites around the three twenty three forty mark.
1: Yeah, and I think it was pretty hard to, to split them. I mean, the Fugazi uh, looks the obvious one from the map, should land right behind the speed. Phone me can probably must drop and land on the Fugazi's back, though, and then there'll be people saying, well, can the Fugazi run out a strong mile? You look at his two prior efforts to the mile. One was in the Guineas coming from last, from a wide gate. You can probably forget that one. The other one was a little disappointing. Um, so the, the jury's he did, out. He didn't,
0: he didn't race again for no, he didn't for race well again over for 12 So months. that, that might have
1: been, perhaps he's broken down there. Yeah. That, that might have been, um, I'm not actually sure if that was part of the story. So um, look, he, he had his chance to get past Laurentinio last week, but they did walk and he was taking ground off him on the line. So look, he's the obvious for me. He lands right behind him um, and he's, he's going to be there ready to pounce. Phone mail have his back. And then you've got Scoreline, who will go to the top for the the potent combination. Chris and Christy. They're already going to be one for one at this stage of the day. So for Chris and Christy. Chris and Christy. Um, yeah, so Scoreline went super first up. Off, uh, Jeez, it was a good run, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> off, uh, off, off seven months. Um, bog track. First up, bog track. And it's funny, the, the important thing to note about Scoreline, has absolutely no prior form on um, Rain on Rain effectors so had yeah. to sit deep on a bog track and that was in a finish with Naughty by Nature who was a moral beaten in the um, Jungle Dawn in the Jungle Dawn you yeah. mentioned that was yeah. probably a, I a was on <laughs> oh, <yeah>. oh dear man <laughs> eh? Geez, that was um. Quite I think I
0: was. Uh, I think it was thirty-eight dollars, maybe you bet fair. Wow,
1: mm, yeah, that's, that was quite incredible, and mm. um, and also alongside MTA who um is on on route to a Perth Cup, so it was. It's not a bad form reference. Um, that one there for scoreline. So look, the twenty-eight days between run concerns me to some degree, but. Um, does enjoy a mile. <laughs> All eight wins have been at how sixteen hundred on the dot. How's that? It's a freak so, thing, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Mm. So look, I've marked scoreline seven seventy. Um, the other two are around <laughs> about three dollars fifty. So seven seventy. Seven seventy. You um, know, in, in a fairly low percentage market, so we can probably bet above that. But um, watch this one for now. And if the if the rail's playing super hot, I'm not going to be afraid to have something each way scoreline. Hopefully at ten bucks plus late. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The the Fugazi, Fugazi, and Phone Me—they're the two obvious, as we've spoken about. I feel as though Phone Me is ready to win. It's going to have the Fugazi's back. I thought that run last Saturday was was really good under the the way that the track was was sort of playing and the way that the shape of that particular race. Though, got a nice card, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, the fourth horse was big, wasn't it? Yeah. Who was that? Tiff was that? Tiff spoken. Mm, it, was a, it was a big run, three wide, no cover. But Phone Me just had to when Mitchell Pateman pinched that. Race winning lead just just prior to straightening and Bragwell sort of had to come off heels and um, balance up again. That f- that fanned Tiffa spoken and fanned phoned me as well. Mm-hmm. So just didn't quite get just didn't quite plot that really tight path uh, around the um, into the Ascot straight. Which uh, I feel as I lost him a length or so on and he's only been beaten a length and a half on the line and kept coming with sixty kgs as well. So big run. Uh, on the quick backup, he's going to be following the Fugazi everywhere he goes. It just needs to begin well. Tuck in, get let CJP and the Fugazi drag him into the race with clear air. I think Phone Me can zap the Fugazi on the line. And mm-hmm. That's the way I'm going. Yeah, no, that definitely looks. Uh- How do you think the market? I thought I thought the Fugazi would be favourite. So, um, yeah,
1: look, I look at around that price. It's just, it's all about how the race is run. run. If we get phone me on the back of Fugazi and follows into the race, I think on the one week backup as well, um, with Chrissy Parnham riding as well as he is, he's going to be uh, very hard to beat. But if the Fugazi is the one we know will definitely get the good run from three, has good gate speed, will land on the back of Kelly's Callisto and scoreline. So it's, it's going to have field position early from, um, from phone me. So, well, current prices just simply don't really excite me all that much. It's it's yeah, it's it's a race where it was always hard to see an outlier because there are so many line through horses. Yeah. Like I don't think there's going to be much support for Mister Carnival. Rebel Knight's coming off a poor one and drawn wide. Carnivore, Mister Carnivore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how'd they get that name through actually? That's true. I've never really completely um digested that. That's that's really hey, I really think good. he might
0: be too because did you see him the other day? He just wouldn't oh, go a yeah, yard early. He definitely is. He has hey, a
1: hey, he's a yeah, trickster. He's a hey, the trickster. Counter for run. He yeah. certainly was first up, but he goes better at the mile, that's for sure. Um but yeah, there's not gonna be a great deal of support for the other runners I wouldn't have support. I wouldn't have thought so.
0: For me, phone me on top. Mm-hmm. If Kelly's Calis Callisto gets out to double figures, lo- like like the path you're taking with Score. scoreline, yeah. I think Kelly's Calis Callisto's racing really well. He went he went super fast out in front of that toll man race the other day and boxed on really well considering the the tempo that was set.
1: Carleen Heffel rolling forward, not hopefully a, she not a big day in the saddle for Carleen yesterday, to be honest, BJ. I thought uh Carlene, I think she's being lobbed on at, at, to the detriment of a few of our other apprentices. She's now become sort of the, just about the number one three-kilo claimer. I still think that, um, yeah, I, I don't know whether lack does writing in Esperance. I haven't looked at the Esperance book yet or, or whatnot. But I Is th- he suspended? He may be suspended. Yeah. Even Cash, like I think there's uh, – uh, and Maddie, I think if uh, even Christy Bennett, I, I don't think um, – yeah, Carlene seems to be getting all the plum three kilo rides instantly. I'm, I'm not the jury still. The jury's still out for me. That's all. I just think some of our locals still deserve some of those rides.
0: Well, I think, I think it's a, it's a, as you said before, it's a horses for courses yes. type situation. Yes. So you you can't you, gotta, you, gotta put her, you on, got to um, you got to put it. You got to put her on a on horses that that suit her. Yeah. So I think sometimes you, people see that she's riding winners and they set three kilo claim and they're like, we'll just chuck her on our horse, but she might not be the right fit for that particular horse. And she's still she's on a steep learning curve and you know. She's yeah, exactly try. Right. We're but, getting
1: a three kilos for a reason. But
0: this particular horse, Kelly's Callis Callisto, is should be an easy steer. You well, know
1: I, mean? I thought that yesterday with one BJ well I am a man of the hour. Yeah. Um, which we've we've discussed, as as you're aware, I i don't get upset very often, but um, we're on Western Rhythm and um, leader by his track, I think the first three leaders had won and Carlene got to the front on what looks to be one of two potential speed horses in the race and she reefed it up, just did not want to be there. Desperation not to be there. Mm. So should be an easy steer, but um, what about at, Mitch- at the moment, nothing's surprising me at the moment, BJ.
0: What about Mitchie P? Just uh,
1: That was a very
0: good ride, but, very but, smart. But he did something very similar in race one of the day as well, just sort of... Um, Outfoxed a junior rider in uh, on no surrender, and just that. sort of, just sort of, yeah, just asserted his authority as a senior senior rider. And two very smart rides, and two good wins.
1: I. Would have loved, I loved watching that race. I would have loved it more if um, I wasn't guts in on Captain Burglar, but mm. I loved watching that race because you could see what everybody was trying to do. Yeah, um, Aussie Gulati money anyone that lost their money backing Sun Sun at $1.90, you deserve to lose your money. First of all, Aussie Gulati has a lot of learning to do still as an apprentice, and, and you can't just that money that came for that horse was quite incredible. So, Mitchie getting in front. Of Sun Sun, and then watching Chris Parnum, it was so you could see what he was trying to do. It was so he was spot on what he tried to do. He was saying, come out, come yeah. out. He was basically hoping that Aussie Gallard with the four kilos, that's Aussie should always be looking to roll. He shouldn't be trying to ride horses cute. He should have got off the fence and Chris Parnham then would have had the one-one with Captain Burglar. Yeah. As it worked out, Chris Parnham had to punch the breeze the entire way through. I don't think that's how Captain Burglars to do his best racing. Yeah. But that wasn't Chris's fault. He rode it a treat, I thought. It just um I he think, was just trying to push him I and think, force him out, force him out.
0: But he's there with the junior rider 100%. and as soon as as so soon as, so as Ozzy felt a bit of pressure, that like, mm-hmm. oh hang on. You know, the the senior's gonna and it was just game over once he ended up leaders back. Look, know, that's so.
1: that's punished. If we're getting three or four kilos, we've, we've got to be aware that there's a reason we're getting three or four kilos, a reason we're getting a couple of lengths on our horse because yeah. these jockeys are young and inexperienced and, and they're going to be prone to make mistakes so
0: but christy bennett's going to ride two of the first well, four anyway exactly so right. um she well christy
1: christy and chris. com- confident that christy knows how to ride a front running uh, <laughs> front running race so yeah it's going to be a, a christy and chris double hopefully
0: oh big price too yeah
1: um i'm not i might i might even know it back in store, by the way, if the rail <laughs> doesn't play well i might look at a few guards here will probably just sit out but sitting out's not my strength all right but, Oh, God, it's time for our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. You going to make it a bit easier for me this week, BJ? Not too sure. It's a bit of a Tout and Cup flavor, so hopefully mm. you've, you've
0: done your Tout and Cup. Recent history, anyway, I haven't gone too far back. That's good. So, so yes. I'm not as old as you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The Mundaring has been heart of the hills. The heart of the hills since 1899, located up on Jacoby Street, Mundaring, if you get a chance, drop in and see the publican Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day and let him know you're a one-one listener. Feed flutter froffies. It's all happening. All the Fs. Yep, it's all happening up there at the Mundaring. So congratulations to last week's Mastermind winner, Mike Eppes, the Professor. Ah, professor. He's. I think he's a dual winner now. So did he get all four? Yes. Oh, that's impressive, Steve. Yeah, he must have Google. Yeah, no, he, he nailed it. The Professor. He was uh, um, too good, too good for the opposition on the day, and so that. $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail so enjoy Mike and um, now moving on to this week to be crowned mastermind WA Racing Mastermind you'll need to answer the following three questions correctly question one name the trainer who has prepared the last two Towton
1: Cup winners oh dearie May, we're paddling early here <laughs> The Tauton Cup replay. By, <laughs> by this stage, you've got to realise the carnival's taken a fair hold of me, and I'm a little bit uh, a little bit jaded. I'm a little bit jaded. Yeah, that's okay. exactly that's okay. right. We'll, um, let, we'll, we'll let
0: you percolate on that yeah, one. Yeah, um, yeah. Race yeah. two: Who rode Trap for Fools to win the 2017 Tauton Cup? <laughs> it was an interesting period of. Uh,
1: I looked at this. With riders for Trap for Fools. Oh, I reckon I've got that one right and I like that one because I don't think many people get It's, it's yeah, a bit of a trick, a of a trick question. Yeah. yeah. See if you get it right without looking it up.
0: Question number three. Yep. Name the 2015 Victorian Derby place getter who later went on to victory in the 2016 Towton Cup. Oh,
1: idea.
0: They are the three questions for this week's Mastermind. Please send them via direct message at the11pod on Twitter. If you get all three correctly, you can be in the running to win that $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel, heart of the hills, since 1899. How nine. How'd you go, Terry? I've got number two right. I reckon that's it. No, zero zero from three. That was the
1: ATA when he wrote it in the ATA. Oh, No. (laughs) I've had a nightmare here, haven't oh, I? That's
0: okay. Oh, that's okay. Um, oh, but yes, yeah, so the the real mastermind. One more
1: go up question, too. Hang on.
0: No. 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 Oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little. Tr- it's a little tricky oh, one. A little tricky one. Where's Spotty's filling in for <laughs> in Go on, Spotty.
1: <laughs>
0: all right. So that's the mastermind done for for this week for Tout and Cup Day edition. So all the um, astute minds out there. Yeah, you know, the Travis Murrays and, and those type of characters out there—they'll be, yeah, they they'll, be they'll be they'll be right onto uh, those three questions, no doubt Thank in my God. mind. Cheaters. We should have a quiz night. That would be a bit of fun, we wouldn't should it? Have a,
1: <laughs> yeah, we should. We should.
0: <laughs> hey, mate, that that would be that would be like a. We're uh, real... to tell you about betting moves pretty frequently. <laughs> <laughs> race, test, race, test, and cup.
1: The the round for the and cups. So I'm struggling. It looks like. <laughs> So when we, do, when we do the
0: Jeopardy, Jeopardy section, you are definitely, definitely not going to the Town <laughs> I mean, Cup.
1: Yeah, no, would not be selecting.
0: You might go Crown Perth, though, would you? Crown Perth? Would that be well, one of your, one of your yeah. leading categories? Well, this
1: is the Crown Perth handicap, actually, BJ. Yeah. Uh, over the 1,800 metres. Um, potentially a a lead-up to the Perth Cup as well for a couple of these. Couple. Maybe going on a different path. Probably yeah. we'll go to the ATA after this. Namely, Canvassed and MTA, potentially we go a bit further afield, juicing carrots and True Attraction. Who the jury is out on? Tell me where your jury stands, or what, what what's your jury come up with with True Attraction? Is it for me? It's two strikes and you're out. Unfortunately, there's respect. There's respect. So yeah, it's two strikes.
0: I feel as though this gate nine is absolute blessing for True Attraction. Mm-hmm. I think they. I think he's looking for further now. I think he's looking to relax in his races. He was didn't he
1: relax in the Peters? From a wide gate, he relaxed there. He did.
0: He was too. He was too too fierce the other day, and Mm -hmm. it was never never comfortable. I think true attraction. Ride him ice cold, William Pike from um from the draw, and he'll be attacking. He'll be doing his best work late. Just got to leave him alone early. I don't, I, I don't have him on top, and I'm not looking to be on him. But mm. I think, I think the stepping up to the 1800 and this outside alley, I think it's, it's a blessing for True Attraction. They can just ride him stone cold and just let him work through his gears late and, and, and be running on. But that's not the way I'm headed, Terry. Oh, which way are you heading? I'm, uh, I'm heading straight for canvassed. Blinkers on. Yeah, I think that um, she's had the 1400 meter grounding run first up. I thought she was she was really good in that seventy eight plus mile last start behind Tollman, just just allowed a uh, Sean O'Donnell just allowed a couple of horses just to drop in, take his spot, and that pushed him back, and he was actually second or third last on straightening, squeezed through some gaps in the straight, was doing his, her best work late to be beaten two and a half, 2.4 lengths on the line, hitting the line stronger than anything, stepping up to the
1: eighteen hundred. Where's
0: yeah, Sean? Yeah, that's a good question. Do exact.
1: you? Sacked? well he's riding he hasn't got a ride in the race and he's riding um sure, on, he's like he's light
0: too isn't he so mm. yeah I don't know maybe they were disappointed with his ride I'm not sure I, I can't comment mm. on that but Jason Whiting takes takes the ride she was placed canvas was placed over over the Ascot 1800 meters in the Ascot 1000 guineas behind Lonsdale lady behind Lonsdale lady super, super, effort. super effort she's got a bit of class about her, canvas third up 1800 meters I reckon she's ready to win this is her race.
1: I agree. Mm, really? It's a bit boring. Yeah, unfortunately. It was uh, the eye catcher. I thought we'd see a... I thought we'd choose yeah. the one we might get five yeah. 5.50 about early. We didn't quite get that. Um, everything you said bang on. Uh, I can't see how Tolman doesn't... Um, how she doesn't turn the tables on Tollman three kilo weight swing uh and Tollman was given a 10 out of 10 by Troy Turner as you said Camus didn't get much luck in running last time out so um Tollman's two two
0: perfect steers in a row
1: for Troy Turner exactly Tollman's one I've got closer to 10 bucks here BJ out the absolute door weight catches up with them eventually is it going to be a uh,
0: bet fair lay
1: $10 well (laughs) actually I might do a a few bet fair lays actually I don't think we're going to be putting up the 10 units though um that's probably a little bit brush um but look, I do think that uh, Canvas will be super hard to beat. You, you, you can't go past, at the moment, there's no real bet here for me, yeah. but you can't really go past MTA's map, can you? I mean, that's just incredible. MTA is just going to walk to the top. Um, Juicing Carrots and Saucy Jack will go land somewhere near the speed. Surely the pair of them act as uh, roadblocks for the rest of the field. Chrissy Parnum goes on. Despite being a 78 rater in a 72 plus uh because of the three kilo allowance um he gets the three kilo um the sorry because of the three-year-old allowance he gets the three kilo weight relief so and he gets in with 54 chrissy parnham goes on ticks a lot of bikes just going to be in front for such a long way he's yeah. mta and, and he's so tough um, if you go back through all the times he's rolled forward this campaign, he's just been he's just been so good. So, look for me, the winner either comes from MTA out in front, or if Canvas can settle close enough from two and um, strike late enough, then um, Canvas will win the race. But I'd be pretty surprised if they aren't your one and two over the line.
0: Yeah, I like I like seeing Trevor Andrews pushing on with this three old MTA. It's pretty rare pre Christmas that he thing- wants to
1: go to a Perth Cup.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. That. That is exciting because mm. it doesn't it doesn't have, it's a it's a rarity these days. And um it used to happen a bit back in the day. Two thousand and three
1: but- was the last Perth Cup winner. Three year old forgot its name. Should have written it down.
0: It's a good bit of trivia. Two thousand three. Potentially.
1: Yeah, right. Hmm. Read an article. Who was that? I'm not sure let me leave leave me leave a little bit. You would have been about forty five then, so you should be able to remember. <laughs> should that. Be able to remember that.
0: Um yeah, so I do like I do like to see these horses um pressing on. The three odd allowance is is pretty handy. It, get, it, oh. it increases up over these middle distances as well. So yeah, Chris Parnum's a good booking as well. Um good front running hoop. So I see yeah, see exactly where you're going he there with him
1: oh, Sorry, I said she. He <laughs> Who? MTA. MTA.
0: It's um, I think you've I think you've nailed it there, Terry, with those two. But for me, I, I've got Canvas on top, and I'm I'm hoping for a little bit better
1: be, yeah, better on the day. Yeah, but yeah. what do you what do you what have you got it marked? Just one moment. Let me flick screens. It's just a sticky. There's some sticky price. That's why I haven't probably got the same enthusiasm. I was at the, at I was the, I was four dollars canvas. Yes, so. I, was on, I was on the dot four dollars yeah. canvas. Could have had a canvas shorter, but I was yeah. about three fifty MTA. So, what are they currently? You're talking four bucks MTA three fifty yeah, canvas. The reverse, so, yeah. geez, so But it's funny. Like we, we talk, man four dollars true attraction four fifty. So it's pretty tight. Exactly. Yep. The one I would more so want to be on is canvas. Despite having it slightly longer, it was just the speed map which really pointed me and made me have MTA slightly shorter. Just the map how soft it was but I feel like Canvas is the one still with that peak performance to come while MTA may have already had that peak performance so we don't know though we don't know we don't know MTA is a type of uh, youngster that could just get better with racing and distance so we'll find out we will more will be revealed. We'd love to would love to play the pair for like a two dollar forty result. One of the two winning, which mm-hmm. means we need to get something close to five bucks for both. But might be ambitious, but you never know. There could be a little surge for true attraction or um, toll man. I don't think we'll firm up much. But and the the track will
0: have established a pattern by then as well. It so will, it, but yeah. even
1: if it does, Jason Whiting can almost with canvas be a touch more aggressive and, yep. and not land too far from MTA. So um, yeah, Look, one of the two win, but neither price is saying back me.
0: Okay. Back of me. Bet just yet. Bet, bet smart, t- bet, smarter. Bet. bet
1: smarter. Bet smarter. <laughs> well, that stage of the day I might be angry and just betting harder, I'd suggest. <laughs> race wow.
0: six, the Salinger Handicap, 1,100 metres. Mm. There's a good horse in this race, Terry. Resort man. Yeah, there and, is. uh there he is. And, geez, that was, uh, that was some win second mm. up. Did it tough the tradesman's way. Uh, punch forward on a speed. Outside leader and just kept rolling underneath Kira Yule. Geez, that was uh, that was something. Something. Else. Yeah,
1: it certainly was. Um, they only went a few lengths above benchmark in the race, but to to miss a kick like that and to roll to the top, not many horses, as I said at the time, can do it at both ends. Um, and that became that. That's why I I thought the win was just know, um, yeah, one out of the box. It was a race actually dominated by horses off speed with Platinum Bullet Denim Pack and. Distant Trilogy, I think was yeah, the other. Yeah. Flash down the outside. So despite the fact that he breezed, it was actually a race dominated by um, um, well, the rest of the quartet dominated by those. I just flashing think, home. I just think it. the the speed horses weren't strong, whereas Resort
0: Man was strong. So everywhere, yeah, everything well, else
1: dropped. Off and, in in theory, should have been. I think Paul yeah. I think pulley didn't pulley up well yeah. though. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was a good one, wasn't it? But look, <laughs> I, I think I think Resort Man's a, like I, I just I just thought this is just an in and out job. and yeah. just take what we can get here. But I think Resort Man a massive risk here. Yeah. Like he's just not stepping. Like what's going to happen here? Like so around him. If you look at this map, and it's really interesting. The scratching of cool serenity. I actually think is a win for resort man. A massive win for resort man. So you got cocky joy from two, downforce from eight, um, comfort me from five. And then Diableria, who can actually get out the gates and hold a spot as well from one. So if if they all step better than him, Resort Man, despite having barrier three here, could end up three pairs back or four pairs back. It could just end up sticky. So twelve hundred down to eleven 1, hundred. up Winkers, in winkers on. Winkers on. I, I just, I just, I am concerned about his ability to step. I'm. I still marked him a clear favorite, but the $2.15 at that price, I just have to risk him. I just have to risk him at the $2.15. So um, the one that's come up well above my price is, uh, is your leader, your likely leader in missing pro um should land um out in front uh carlene rode her perfectly last start just let her uh jump and run um on her day she is a a really really sharp conveyance if she repeats that effort out in front and makes resort man have to catch her five six seven lengths on a potentially hot rail i've marked her 550 we can get 859 bucks at the moment so just an easy little bet for me nothing over the top but we can have something on
0: no big deal no big deal i've got a question for you sure Whose victory was more meritorious, mm. resort man in, at Asco on the 28th of November or missing pro at Bunbury on the 22nd of resort November? Resort man
1: by the length of the straight.
0: Well, well, I, I agree. So well. The handicappers don't. Oh, here we go. Missing pro went from a 71 metro to a 76 metro, mm. five points for winning at Bunbury.
1: In Bunbury. That's in the country, isn't it?
0: Yep, in mm. a no metro win race. Okay. And Resort Man has got just your standard four for one of what was considered one of the best performances of the entire day on Winterbottom Stakes Day.
1: You're telling me lies, aren't you? It's just, I'm
0: just reading the numbers off the page. Mm. So, <laughs> oh, man, like we spoke about it last week. I'm not going to get into the, the woods with it here, but it's just it's just not. I, I, it's just margin-based. That's all it is. But all I can think of is maybe they're, they're saying, yeah, all right, you can go back and beat up. On inferior opposition at Bunbury, like that's that's great. We don't want you back here for a while. So here's five points. Bugger Why? Off, bugger off back to town again. Surely the
1: more horses in our bigger Metro meetings, especially on a Saturday. No, but that's has, they're uh, trying to push
0: horses back to Metro. Is what I'm saying. Okay. I don't think. I don't. Think so they gave it. Bella's Idle five points, and they've given Missing Pro five points for victory at Bunbury in races where they'd normally get three. So there must be some sort of some sort of push to say, okay, these horses have got their win at Bunbury. That's sort of. Let's sort of give them give them a whack. Make sure they're running in town from now on. From it'll be giving
1: them too much credit. I, you know, I you reckon? reckon it's happening. I reckon it's purely just margin based. Doesn't matter where it is. What I about it's merit Purely based? just margin. There what should about- be. I, I've I've been a big advocate of this for a long time. What about merit based? Go back to Missing Pro, the same horse we were just discussing three yeah. starts ago at Northern last campaign. Beat Pearls and Prawns. I haven't got this. This is purely from memory, but that was some type of victory from yeah. a wide gate. I think that Day was huge. Got three points. <laughs> and then Pearls and Prawns three come Three points. Yes. One in town next yes, time. One next start in town. Mm. So only got the three points. So it's just, it's purely just, so it's, they just need to make a decision. Are they going to actually look at the victories on merit or are they just going to do it on how far did we win by? Because mm-hmm. if that's the the case, like Lindsay Smith almost has to tell Carlene, oh, if you're getting. Look at the fifty, have a look behind you. If you're a long way out in front, reef it up. Yeah. Pull it back to him Because if she reefs it up and gets it to stop on the line, <laughs> it's only beaten one, it probably only gets four points. Might get three points there.
0: Yeah. You know? So I, I don't I don't mind them, I don't I don't mind them winning by big spaces or whatever, but you have to take you have to take the, the performance mm-hmm. as as a whole. And on a hot rails day, leaders day mm-hmm. at Bunbury, jump and run horse, claiming three or uh, two with an apprentice on board and just did it singing. Did you hear the call? Uh, How refresh. much do you
1: reckon Richie Bell had on? Oh, was he? I reckon you, was can, he always, enthusiastic? you can always tell. Oh, this is a dollar thirty. What say? A pass to pass the post. So oh, that was a dollar thirty in the run. I think <laughs> about the six hundred or this one. You lose it from here. <laughs> is, uh, you can all you can always tell my favourite one. He adds, a of, is, adds a bit of adds a bit of flavour. I, I do it I does. do like you can always tell what he I reckon what he's on though. I remember with um. Purist. Purist is Purist. You knew exactly where I was going there, didn't you? With Purist at 200 to 1, you could just tell he was on it uh, about a year ago. Was always looked the winner in the run. Yeah, because $200 pops always look the winner in the run, Rich. Give me a spell. It would have been the horse you were focusing in on. So anyway, uh, don't I love mind it. it. Don't love it.
0: Getting back to the race, yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't even consider that slow step. Um, slow step? For Resort Man could be a factor. I just thought with Chris Barnum going back on, uh, Winkers going back on, I think they're going to be aware of his his recent shortcomings, bang him out if he can hold some sort of position. I just think, um, to be honest, I had him, I think I mapped him about fifth. Fifth in running, I got missing pro downforce. Kelvin, Kelvin's an interesting. we are we going to do the Kelvin thing? I, I'll give I'll give my selection first. I I, I think Resort Man, all things being
1: <laughs> <your>
0: <laughs> all things being equal, Resort Man will win. I, I, I was two forty, so but okay. he's shorter than that at the moment. Yeah. I know I, I acknowledge that, but, yeah, but I'm thinking there's going to be a few more people, such as yourself, who might
1: just think, oh, hang on, like mm-hmm. you know, late bet fair maybe. Platinum bullet was or super. am I clutching? Platinum bullet was super. Comfort yeah. me needs further. Yeah uh forest war is exciting one but yeah. i think they just want to go around safely here with forest war who has indian pacific scalp that was a good win i like forest, forest war let go back to
0: last yeah I and run on yeah uh, jade mcnaught bit of a um Bit of a guide. He has jumped off an informed cocky joy. who's racing really, really well mm. to uh, to pilot Forest War. I think first Forest War's off.
1: got a bit more X yes. factor than yeah. cocky, cocky Joy. Is your battler? You'll grind away. Maddie Predos get your thirty touches, and he and he won a Brownlow Medal, didn't you? Yeah, so, yeah. And Yana um, Sandover is. Yana yeah, Sandover, yeah. yeah, he did certainly did. But Forest War, I think he'll play. you you know, you won't see him for a few games. Then he'll probably kick six and get thirty. So. Mm. Um, I've just completely lost track of where I was going here with the uh, with the analogies, but let's go. Let's move on to Kelvin. Now, Kelvin, last start. Uh, let's just let's just. i want to read out the stewards' report to you, BJ. So when you have like a warning, warning,
0: ex- explicit content or something like that. Mean, no, I'm gonna,
1: no, no. I'm gonna be pretty. Uh, there's already been a few commentators on Twitter which have made a point of this. So commenced awkwardly, losing one length. Uh, Rider advised after commencing only fairly, she was unable to attain a forward position. Blah blah blah. Further Sorry, back,
0: so that, this is Terry's reading from the official report. Yeah, this report. is the
1: official stewards report from, um, from last start. start. So Kelvin very simply didn't miss the kick. There was just never an intention to go forward. You can watch the replay as many times as you want. You can see jump pretty well, and was basically just restrained from there. So how how we accept? Like, how, I don't I don't mind. That's the ta- that's that's all fine. But how are we accepting that? Like that as a, as the stewards, how are you not going? Well, no, no. You, you never had an intention to go forward. You can see from the gates that like, you didn't step Paul. You could have just about led that race. Like what are you what? What, what do we want from this? Like, can, you can just say anything. You can go into there and say, oh, why did your horse do this? Why did your horse do that? And you can say, oh, because uh, I don't know. I can't think of anything witty to add right there, but you can, you can just make anything up and it's like, it's just, everything's just accepted. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's, no, there's, no, there's no, no pushback. No, there's no pushback. Well, well, we don't Actually,
0: thing. we don't know whether there's any pushback, but from just from reading the stewards report, it's like, uh, we questioned the rider regarding the tactics and we accepted the response, mm-hmm. but that's, it needs to, it needs to be deeper than that. That's that's fingernail deep type, um, you know, stewarding, isn't it? So yeah. the and especially when you look at the you know the Acardi figures or the whatever whatever um, sexual timing data you use, I like, wondered. And it was just Laurentino yeah. led, yeah. I wondered absolutely. They, they, wandered, they, yeah. It was, it it was a stroll. And okay, and then okay, so then you take you take the the figures from that race and the speed from um, and actually the actual. The actual data from that race and then you line it up with Kelvin's peak performances. Mm-hmm. At his best he could have led that field by about fifteen lengths. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like he's a he's a fast horse. Mm-hmm. He's a strong horse and he's a leader. So it just the mind boggles that that is like there's no there's no profiling of, of that particular horse when you're accepting that response. Like that's just not what happened. So Yeah,
1: there's there's no way to it just it's just becoming it's like I I Cripper him yesterday he said oh, have you seen the or the day before it might have been and you have seen how they're now that the shoes aren't on will Cheney? this is crap like, we've mm-hmm. hopped into another couple in the race they ended up being scratched so it doesn't yeah. matter but the the shoes coming That that, that those type of announcements coming out i just said, i'm desensitized to it yeah i like, just ex, you just expect these type of things to happen like there's no i don't know the regulatory body isn't doing a, it's not doing any type of job it's just lip service yeah you know? there's no real there's no thoroughness whatsoever
0: yeah it just so, riles, so okay, it just
1: riles me up a little bit. Really.
0: Yeah. So so okay, let's let's play this out. Let's take the the personalities out of it. This mm-hmm. is like facel- I'm, I'm not faceless, is. nameless people, right? Mm-hmm. In this particular, if this situation unfolds with horse X and jockey Y, right? What do we what do we want from the stewards as as punters?
1: What, what, did, is, what is what is what what do we deserve from stewards? We probably want to see a more detailed report on the fact that there, if there was pushback uh, about the fact that what was said, and maybe. We don't need the full transcripts, but there needs to be like that. Just the what we can see in the stewards' last start information basically just gives us a comment on what the rider has said, and to to us, I presume to everyone else as well, it just looks like it's been accepted. Yep. So we just need to see. Perhaps perhaps there can be a notation view details because you can't fit it all in there. So a view detailed stewards report or do st- uh, view stewards report document to. Um, to just understand the rest of it I, yeah. don't, I don't know there's, yeah. there's just nothing there's just nothing there and it's it's
0: just, it feels as though it's all optics it feels as though if it had been a junior rider the, the steward's report yeah. the steward's report would have said um, master of apprentices and riding coach was, was brought in to and um, was brought in to view the film in the opinion of the stewards the junior rider erred by not by, by restraining at the start rather than letting the horse roll forward to lead, and the junior rider has been admonished, and in subsequent rides we expect the junior rider to do X. Well, but because it's a senior rider, do they have that? Are they able to, 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 to? Do they have that that weight to to sort of say like,
1: no, that didn't happen. Like, no. you, you didn't try to lead the race. You never so, had an intention so to. It's to lead like the jockey race.
0: X. Next time, this is what this is what's expected from you on a horse with that particular profile. On and you know, it's, and the way that it began. And it, it just—it it just wasn't a good look, and it's—it was wide throughout, it got speared, and now all of a sudden it's gone 400 meters back to yeah. a, back to 1100 meters special. with a riding change and a gate ten in a ten horse field. So yeah.
1: it's just <laughs> like let's find the most unsuitable race possible for Kelvin. <laughs> Bang, got it. Let's do it. Let's go again. So anyway, <laughs> I don't know. No, something well, needs I think to change, I, but nothing. The,
0: my full stop on this is uh, we deserve better. Do you yeah. know what I mean? and and it's just and it, it's not it's not asking a lot. it's just let's just open inqu- a quick inquiry into the ride and just say look to be honest, jockey X this is that wasn't that wasn't your best we expect, we no, expect more. You,
1: I don't care about being the best is not it's fine. you can make as many errors as you want it's about it's all about intent. but, the, but Always, t- I used to say that on the cricket field I don't yeah. care if one of my players dropped a catch. But if you're not putting in, that's the worst part. And this is this isn't a dropped catch. Like this is the fact there was never well, what any, is it? there was never any intent to get the hard pill, was there? Mm. There was never any intent there. There was just it was just held from the gates, and they've said, "Oh, horse didn't begin well." No horse, no horse actually did begin well. So I'd say horse actually did begin well. Um, you just never wanted to go forward. Mm. Challenge them. And say what you know. What's going on? So I just. I don't know. It's it's simple stuff for me, but uh, it clearly isn't. So anyway, there you go. We're done. We're done. All righty.
0: Race seven is the Morley Growers Market Handicap. 2,200 metres, special conditions, graduation. Mm. Uh, I was doing the form for this race last Mm -hmm. night, Terry, late last night, and um, there's 13 runners coming from different spots, went back and did all the replays individually, and I thought, geez, I reckon I might have done something a little bit clever and um, found a horse who might sneak under the guard and then i've uh worked up this morning and it's favorite
1: yeah yeah i think but, the, well
0: maybe i was just uh sleep deprivation and it kicked in by that stage and i was i was thinking i was a bit clever than what i was because you marked it favorite as well this is uh number four sugarcane with w pike on board
1: yeah this is a pretty uh pretty bland old race my yeah. notes have said five down like when Bruni island's coming up your fifth highest rated horse at 62 like let's just just for some clarity on Bruny Island, it's a eight year old who just won a maiden um, nine days ago. So well done to Clayton, Scobie Smith and the team there to get yeah. Bruny Island up at the ripe old age of eight. But um, now this is this should be a four horse race, um, which is the four toppies in the race book. Come right back, Pam Bella, Aragon, Sugarcane, yep. at a stretch um defiantly pick a purple Casa rosada, but for me it's 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 just those top four. They were they were my four as well. It's just yeah, betting wise, I mean Pam Bella hasn't been ridden. It's been it's a funny horse to watch Pam Bella. They've they've tried to restrain very often. They've tried to Almost tried not to hold a position in the run, which I found very odd. So look to see this playing godmare be ridden slightly more aggressive and even grab the back of the speed here. Uh, come right back to me. He's seemed like a horse who needs a nice strong apprentice, so Might might appreciate the three kilos. Where come right back to he gets from eleven. I don't know. Ariane's been up for even a day. They've been gonna scratch it for a long time, but. I can understand kicking on with Aragain as well. Last start, missed the kick, never in the race. And Aragain is such an on-pace runner. It is not funny. When, when on pace, it's just he's super hard to get past. He's super – she, sorry. Is, Boxes um, on. Boxes on. Yeah, she's super tough and she just doesn't give up. Blinkers and, go and on also, here. And this, also, this is thin. This is thin this is is
0: thinnest thing, I say. If you're – owner or trainer of arrogant and you've seen the way this field's
1: played out it's like we're we're, we're going around like this this is as long as she's sound and happy you've got to go around here i like the booking of maddie with the blinkers on 53 kilos if they get arrogant anywhere near the top i don't think they're going to get her like i just don't think they will get her as as long as she's a happy horse still which this deep into a campaign is a concern yeah i think they'll find it difficult to get her and then there's sugar cane who um Without Pikes, had 22 starts for one win. <laughs> With Pikes, had 10 starts for four wins. So clearly goes for Pike. There was a month between runs. Bo Banovic-Edwards Road a week ago uh, was probably the run of the race. Yeah. Just a, just about one of, the, one of the runs of the race, at least, held up. Um, it was a real flashing lights run. Um, Pikey goes on off seven days at... I get the feeling this might've been the plan for Sugarcane, that this might've been the start. They were attacking here with her. Um, the negative for Sugarcane though, is always that she'll be at the rear of the field. So if Aragon yeah. does get it soft down in front with a 53, might be hard for Sugarcane to make up that ground, but yeah, look, I've, I've marked the four of them pretty tightly. Um, Sugarcane and Aragon are my clear, probably top two, um, but current prices aren't really making me bounce out of bed, DJ
0: sugarcane and pam bella were my top two sugarcane Sugar on top i thought this was i thought pam bella's running a stronger race the other day was was pretty good um just just sort of looks as though she's looking for a trip now was placed in the natasha is mm-hmm. that right as a three-year-old filly um, behind tuscan queen this track and distance from gate one christy pardon puts her to sleep should um three starts go around fourth behind midnight blue over four over eighteen hundred meters was a, was a good run then cop that heavy, heavy eight or heavy nine on the Ascot gold Cup. so prep has been a little bit sort of, you know. Upended, but I think Pam Bella lands in a really, really good race for her. I'm expecting her to to perform up to her best. Sugarcane on top. Pam Bella, the biggest
1: danger. And- Seven, 78 plus as a sixty-six raider down to a sixty plus. Yes. So it only goes up two kilos despite dropping well, just just dropping a mile in class.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um and gear yeah, gets gets a sweet map too mm-hmm. with um with the inform hoop on board. And something a little bit wild, which you touched on before. I don't know how I've done this, but I've marked what prices you mark defiantly? Uh,
1: 26. Really? Yeah. What have you got
0: defiantly? $15.
1: Oh. 15 bucks, I think. a how alert. you 40, alert. 40, bet <laughs> the 45, 50 to, 50 to one mark. Yeah, that's defiantly. Well, I think Gary Delane's been pretty smart here. Just, just build in Jero, build in Jero, build in Gero. Uh, Last couple of runs were pretty good. Uh, on paper, they didn't look great, but they actually no. were pretty good. No. As you know, quite enjoy my Jero form. Um, crayfish, crayfish coast action. Lucy and the horse get along super mm. as well. Um, so if there is to be a blowout, uh, I think he's come to town probably. Maybe a run short for defiantly, but getting a little bit older now. Yeah. But, um, Um, Yeah, look, if you're looking for something crazy, I can see worse bets. In in theory, if I've marked it 26 and it's 46, it should be a bet for me.
0: From recent history, she's raced really well in better races. Yeah. She's competed really well in better races than this. Uh, that just, yeah, if you're doing any replays, just catch the last 200 of Defiantly at, at Geraldton last start with the junior rider Hannah Fitzgerald on board. Lucy Warwick gets along with her well, 54 and a half, puts her to sleep. You never know. It's a, it's a big price in a very ordinary race for, uh, for a sad day. So exactly. uh, that's, uh, she could be um, a bit of insane madness type set up later on the podcast, Terry.
1: She could be. Mm.
0: Moving on to the feature of the day. The GA Towton Cup, listed 2,200 metres, uh, always been a, um, a featured build-up, up, build lead-up event to the Perth Cup. George Towton, one of our pioneers of WA Racing, dominated, um, dom- dominated the Perth Cup back in the day, and uh, this race is named in his honour. And it looks as though it's... Um, it's going to be a tussle between the Cerise and White, the powerhouse operation of WA Racing. They have the two main fancies in this and uh, opinions will be divided about each, which way they're going to go. But um, I guess most people will be siding with uh, William Pike, the wizard, who opted to go for Midnight Blue narrowly ahead of Royal Command. And those two look like uh, they're going to dominate proceedings on Saturday.
1: Is that how it worked out that he opted for Midnight Blue? Or yes. Did he, he had the choice? Yes. Ah, Okay, cool. I wasn't sure whether the the thought process was we wanted to qualify Midnight Blue without doubt. So, Pikey, lob him on Midnight Blue to try and get the W here. That's Um, what I read, yeah. Yeah, that's understandable. I think um, Royal Command's been around a bit longer and we sort of probably know Royal Command's scope to some degree while Midnight Blue's ceiling might be a little bit higher. So, I do think Midnight Blue might be the pick of the two runners. Um, The one thing Royal Command does have in his favour is he jumps okay and has the ability to uh, hold a spot here in transit um but the one runner i just wanted to ask you about in a pretty pretty thin little tauten cup um i mean even midnight blues only a 79 rater, yeah. and 90 plus so risking for 15 points for for victory here but they they want the points it's yep. different for for bob um but the runner i wanted to ask you about and I, I might be I might be a bit off a bit off a bit off here, perhaps BJ. Thought his run in the Kingston town was super. Um is trapped for fools. Yep. Um can can he win? I don't think he can win, but I think he can
0: run a pretty big race. Mm-hmm. Can he can he carry 62 kilos and beat those I think so. two of Bobs? I um I think he can run a race. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think he can run a race. I, I look at... It's funny. So, Trafford Fools is a, is a horse who... Some horses just carry weight really well. And Trafford yeah. Fools is definitely one of those that carries weight well. His last go at Ascot before the Kingston Town, he came back in April. I uh, had one trial. Stevie Parnham hopped on in the... Detonator. The Detonator yeah. over the 1,800 metres. So, you'd think he's better suited here. So, one trial. On this occasion, he's had two trials in a run the Kingston. Um... And in the detonator, he carried 63 and it took a, a very, very informed King Blitz with 55 to get past him. Um, I think yeah, he only went down by under a length. So I thought that run was, this isn't all that much of a different setup. He carries a kilo less, um, sort of the, the, the form King Blitz was in at the time. I don't think it's all that different to the form Midnight Blue Royal Commands currently and at the moment. Brad Willer goes on. I really like Brad being on a horse. Speed map wise, he's going to get to the top comfortably. He should have Noir Daru, Utgard, Loki. Um, there isn't a huge amount of tempo or pressure. Yep. And those two horses went pretty ordinary um, at their most recent outing. So they could have Act as actors, roadblocks, if Brad's able to get him rolling at the right time. He actually ran the fourth quickest last 200 metres, which is not something you'd ever associate with Trap for Fools, is it? In the Kingston town behind uh, Inspirational Girl, Truly Great, and Platoon. Platoon was a run, yeah. Yeah, Platoon was a massive run. Okay. I, I, I'm... I'm not big on jumping into horses with the big weights and these type of handicaps, especially I do know Midnight Blue's got a lot more scope and we'll end up probably getting to that 95, 98 rating um, in, in not too long. But I think at near 20 to 1, our price trap for fools closer to 10. I think at near 20 to 1, we can we can have something small on the old boy out in front just for a bit of for a bit of a laugh. Bit of a laugh. Bit of a laugh. One thing also as well, and I, I can't really say much more, but I'm, I'm still trying to get my Perth Cup money back, is this field – and the only thing missing here from this field is Taxigano and heavily in the market is Platoon, who's about 10 bucks, And Midnight Blue is two sixty here. Midnight Blue with a lot of agency, 7 bucks for the Perth Cup. So if you think about that, the 7 bucks for the Perth Cup is a pretty good price. But I'm a little bit gun-shy from going too heavy with my uh, Perth Cup suggestions at the moment. But you'd suggest the 7 bucks is a little bit of value.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm really confident Midnight Blue. I think that he's almost one of my better bets of the day, which seems a bit... Price? Seems
1: a bit I was uh, two sixty. Yeah, i I was, was two ninety midnight Blue. so yeah, I'm, I'm probably think it's a very similar chance of winning. Um where have you got him mapped? Back. Mm. Backish, yes. Uh
0: however, he's this is this is what I I really, really like about him. We, I spoke last week about how he only got the four points and rah, rah, rah. But that Paddy Shadow victory was really, really strong. And he was he was only fourth up, I think, and he was 1,800 to 2,200. That was a very fast race and he handled it. He just traveled so sweetly on a strong tempo. And Pike was uber confident that day, let down well underneath him. Paddy, uber. Paddy, Paddy, uber. Paddy Shadow pulled ground off him but – she does. She does that, and um, but that was that was a super. And I was like, okay, so this is what's Carleen Heffel going to do? And we spoke about this last week as well. Mm-hmm. Um, why is it Pike riding? He's riding a dorm. What's Carleen going to do from twelve? She ended up getting into a pretty good spot. The only the only issue I had with with her particular her ride on Midnight Blue last week was she probably just needed too to patient t- touch too patient. Just needed to get on the back of Maserati and let him take. Her into the race. Um, what happened was she didn't just miss the boat there a touch, which allowed another horse to get out underneath um, Midnight Blue. Covered additional ground on straightening, but she's when it balanced up and let loose. She's a she's a, a it was fierce. It was fierce lay and it hit the line like a stayer of significant quality. um It was just it was it was just it was one of the best runs of the day for me with with weight with a junior rider on board and just just looked like and it was just. Going home two to their one. For me, 54 kilos, quick backup. I think this horse is, um, is Perth Cup bound. Now that truly great, are we talking about truly great or was is that-, is that <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> It's to boost <laughs> to, we're not We're not allowed to mention his, the, the horse that's not to be named. Um, <laughs> Yeah, now that he's out of the picture, I think this is this is set up nicely for Midnight Blue to win the Towton Cup on route to um, maybe one more lead-up en route to the to the Perth Cup as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm really confident. I think ridden patiently, uh, gets sucked into the race in typical Pike fashion, um, moving into contention with um, with galloping room at the top of the straight. He's just going to let down strongest Midnight Blue to to get over the top of Royal Command late, who is um, who is who's. Tats Cup victory was career best, obviously, but uh, I think Midnight Blue is going to shade him. Really we- confident.
1: Yeah, no, I, uh, I I can see what you're saying there. As I said, I've marked a, a clear elect, and we've probably got him pretty similar prices. It's just, it's just, I, I just, I, I just can't help but look at the fact that. Midnight Blue's been racing against Paddy's Shadow Adornment. dawn, Maserati was third in that race the other day. Like it's, and then you're talking even a horse like Nerf Bosk, who's put in a, a pretty ordinary one. Um, yeah, we're in jumping off the Kingston off him. Town, yeah. you're talking. You've got you got good runs behind Inspirational Girl, truly great uh, Serenity Bay, and he's he's now getting up to what should be a suitable trip, a horse that ran in last year's Melbourne Cup. Who's that? Nerf Bosque. Uh, it might have been the year before as well, was it? year before, 20, okay. Yeah. 20, whenever it was. Twenty. running a recent yeah. Melbourne Cup anyway, and then you got Trafford Fools. So, um, I mean, they've, they've been running good races in in the big group races against far superior horses. So it's just interesting seeing those two um, differing form lines come together. But uh, I do agree with you that Midnight Blue is a uh, stay of the future, and yeah. you would suspect – after Saturday, that Midnight Blue will be your Perth Cup favourite.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Mm. What do you think the flux were trapped for falls in Group Two, five hundred thousand dollar Mooney Valley Cup two starts ago? I
1: don't know. Where are they?
0: Ten dollars into seven dollars. Oh, well, let's let's see if we can get twenties into talk seven about, yeah. hey talk about SP profile. So he he ran tenth, beaten fourteen links or whatever. But you're you're taking a. Firming seven dollars in a Mooney Valley Cup mm-hmm. <laughs> into uh, a pretty thin old um, Towton Cup at uh, what did you say? What price is at the moment, Terry?
1: Uh, close to twenty. Yeah, just, just shy of the twenty bucks. So yeah, I which think, is all um, it was
0: all weight based, isn't it? It is, it is. It, yeah. it
1: is weight based. Yeah. But uh, as I said, he's also carried weight in the. Um, Forgot the name of that race again, Detonator earlier in the year, and yeah. uh, he did it with aplomb. Bradwell Wheeler's on. I, I like the few of the boxes that are ticked Look at his track and distance statistics yeah, as well. Yeah, it's pretty I good. Mean, isn't it? It's it obviously f- uh,
0: four from five or something like that.
1: It was. I think that was a period where he won seven from eight in yeah. a row. I think there was one blemish in there. Taylor Stone rode the majority of yeah. them. So. Jeez, a yeah, there's something about being on a, a nice strong front runner over a journey especially one uh, who should be probably nearing peak fitness after the 2 1450 minute trials and a good hit out over the uh, 1800 so look I um, look gunned ahead I'm, I'm with you on, on midnight blue but purely from a price point of view it's it's Trapper Falls that has come up a bit for me very good all right BJ it is time for the get out stakes S T E A K S who's it brought to us by
0: brought to you by market city meets the largest retail butcher shop in perth located at the canning vale markets on bannister road timmy hewitt runs the show swing past, say day. timmy and his team will look after you that's for sure so drop in and uh support our sponsor a long-time sponsor market city meets get out states congratulations to last week's winner michael mcrodden it was a ding dong go guru there was um, some anxious moments mm. for dark mission supporters, that's for sure. Yep. But the wizard, as he can often do, pulled a rabbit out of the hat and uh, then the horse won by, what was it, Zero point, what was it? Enough. Zero point zero 0.04, I mm. think it was, or 0.14, um, but Michael's zero point 0.1 length uh, prediction was nearest the pin. So well done, Michael. Enjoyed those stakes. They don't get much better than that. So congratulations, mate. Now, to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, let us know who you think is going to win race nine at Ascot on Saturday. Hit us up at the One One pod on Twitter. The winner, decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Remembering, of course, Terry, the Sam White rule. First in. Best dressed.
1: Yep. Yeah. Here we go. We've had a few challenging get-out stakes. I guess last week the uh, the hot pot, the market elect, got the job done. Um, Angelic Miss was a bit stiff in that race too. Yeah, isn't she? yeah she's yeah. Um, going super. Um, what
0: about um, what about the I was one of them trying to blast out on a dark mission. Were you with me? Yeah, I, well, I
1: didn't. I actually didn't get to my price, <laughs> but I was in a, I was in a bit of a, bit of a mood at that stage of proceedings. So I, uh, I mm. was, I was one of those that I uh, didn't completely blast me out, but it got me to a, a point of um, sanity at least. So I yeah, reckon no, I, I didn't, might have, I didn't blast out either. But yeah, I felt <laughs> poorly with that if it, uh, if it didn't get the, uh, the chockies. But uh um, nah, we back him in for a reason. More often than not, he will uh, get his... Get the horse's head down at the right moment. So, can you see what Dark
0: Mission? Beat the bro punters would have been oh spewing. Hey, spewing, yeah, yeah, yeah. spewing no,
1: super off a little, uh, off a little setback as well, and down in trip it was one I was pretty happy to take on. So, anyway, this is a difficult race. What have you marked the favourite here, B J? What have you got this the field? Five dollars. No, only five. Yeah, mm. five dollars was my starting point. I think I've got it seven, seven dollars the field. What have you got on top? Well, my favourite is Cond of Facts, my five dollar. Like, like, could you get a better steer last start to win by such a small margin in yeah. such a weak race? Yeah. That's what concerns me here. I reckon that I reckon he's completely and utterly at his mark and Jordan Turner would need to ride another ten and a half out of ten to um to get the Chalkies. So mm. that's why I've probably given him a little bit more rein um in my market.
0: Well, as a result of exactly what you said, it was a perfect perfect ride, perfect steer the second horse was three wide no cover the entire just followed it and there but the horse that ran third in that particular race i thought was huge under Melarab. the circle yeah and that's the way i went malarab okay um i've no idea where it's going to get
1: that's my very you knew you knew my next question didn't you <laughs> so, tell me if so it's going forward it, or back uh, i don't think it jumps that well actually the went, day it led it had to be mustard I, still, to get there, I think
0: to be to be honest i prefer it to go forwardish yeah. Uh, however, 12, just. however, this is just uh, this is just a race where I just thought Malarab just went too good to ignore last night. That was it was getting it, it was sort of it was just going up and down on the spot. Mood Goddess was pushing out underneath it. Got speared. Ended up coming again and was beaten less than a length on the line. Beat Mood Goddess home. Mood Goddess went really really well at Ascot yesterday against the pattern. Um, I just there was so much merit in the performance. That, was um, there a
1: bit of a – the way that race was run? Was there some entitlement for those from the back to be running on? Perhaps Wild Fusion sat deep the trip, it, and then you it, had Mood it, Goddess and Melarab. Yeah, it was. It was more just the home. way that
0: more that it just got shunted, just kept getting mm-hmm. shunted, 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 um, prop, and just never was able just to get into that to hold that line and get balanced up and with momentum. And the yep. fa- the fact that it finished as close as it did was really encouraging. I think this horse has got quite a bright future, actually. Um, Mal- How are we saying it? Malarab. Melarab. Malarab. Mm. Malarab. Malarab, McNaught, Fred Kersley, place to perfection. <laughs> mm. um, uh, that's the way I'm going in the last. Uh, what did I mark? Malarab. Where are we at here, Terry? So I marked Malarab, seven, second favorite, $7. It's on the and it's, it's bang on the money at the moment. Tough race, though. The yeah. get out's going to be... Um, the, the responses are going to be quite varied, I'd say.
1: Well, it could be just about be yeah, a carryover, couldn't it? If uh, if uh, yeah, no one jags the winner, which I reckon could be a possibility here. I'm a, a little maddie in this
0: race just you? before I What's finish up like? my shinoxious. No, okay. uh, but I thought it would be a bit longer. So Zachariah Bowe was my uh, um, maddie. $26 Andy. best available, but that I don't think you can get on there. $21 at um, the reputable <laughs> agencies. Um, I reckon Zachariah is ready to do something. I don't know yeah. what, but it's ready to do something. Whether this is its race or not, I just I thought we might see $31, $34 and it might end up
1: there late. Not often I say this, but it's probably the the pick of Andrew Castle's two. Actually, he probably <laughs> had the choice of two here as well, didn't he, with the Distant Trilogy and Zachariah Bo. Yeah. So. The way he's going. Zachary Bo's low flying. It's yeah. funny. We go back, even if you go back to the run at Mount Barker, been yeah. beaten five and a half, run dead last. Was absolutely <laughs> backed off the map, was given none, but there was a <laughs> bit of support around for it that day. So. yeah yeah. I, I find it hard to come at Andy Castle with a huge amount, especially on a back mark like this, he's gonna have to do a lot right. But um Zachary Bo does do his best racing in Ascot as well, so um
0: yeah, you, so, you know, somehow, sometimes at Ascot, you, it just ends up – the the last race ends up being swoopers, you know what yep. I mean? And it's just – it just has, could be a Zachariah Bow kind of day. So. How,
1: how did you map this race in regards to uh, – well, in regards to the map, actually. I don't really know where I was going to go there. Hey, what do you have in front?
0: I know we recharge out in front.
1: Yeah. Breeze?
0: My initial plan A is Malarab Breeze, yep. but um, that's up in the air. The horses that are going to roll forward probably – Miss flamboyance, but we're going to want to hold a spot from three. What about Moses? Was um, sort of jammed out by Sean McGrady. Landed one one in the what was that? The country champs final. Other speed, I think Geordie um, Turner won't want to get too far back on. Columbia Pact. would trade talk want to hold a position. Um, and Island Missile, I reckon they they might think he goes better coming back a peg. Kit Gum race outside leader the other day, but They'll punctured. They want cover, They'll want cover. They'll cover so. Right right every, everything else gets
1: back. Right down the bottom.
0: Hang on. No, we're we're oh, Wacken, right. Wacken, Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Wacken take does it. Does
1: he? Yep. Does he wear across to the braze?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, he could do. Although he he went really good with sort of midfield with cover, but I think that was just the way that the race panned out. So. Um, he could he could punch forward into the breeze for sure. I
1: think he went well midfield with cover, but I think he's limited and he's not going to out sprint these horses. Yeah, uh, if that makes sense. I don't think he's going to be able to land next to a uh, next to a distant trilogy or a Zachariah Bow and she's um, got married or she's got married exactly right. She's got married actually had Wakan Tanker's back in that run and be able to get past him. So look, I, I had and Tanker going forward landing outside of Recharge, not impossible. Wakan Tanker finds the top even just about it. It's a sticky map because. Recharge is not a super quick beginner. Whack and tank is not a super quick beginner. Melorove is not a super quick beginner, but there you likely sort of go forward horses. So it's gonna be about barrier barrier manners on the day. Whack and tank has gone to another level for me. Like I again, I'm I'm not really. I'm purely just tipping what's above my market. This is a race where I'm, I'm I've just created a market. I'm going to. To be fair, I was ten dollars whack and tanker. So I'm eight fifty whack and tanker. So there was 26s available this morning. That's been knocked away into about 17s now. So if we're marking whack and tanker eight fifty at seventeens, that's a bet. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm I'm interested. Kiara Star is a horse that goes really well fresh. And as you said, these races late in the day, it can be it can be suited to being off the fence and sort of got that Maddy feel to me where mm. Maddy can maybe sit deep, just um, keep it out of trouble. And Kiara Stars run races probably against better horses. than what we're seeing here. Uh, Trade Talk's 40, 50 to one. I've got Trade Talk around 23 bucks. So it's, look, this is just, it's just a wide, wide, wide open. It's a bit of a raffle, isn't it? Whack and Tank is the biggest overs for me comparative to my market. So um, yeah, at about double my price, Whack and tanker is the way we'll go. And I'd love to see Bradley find the breeze because I think from the breeze, uh, he actually be really hard to run down.
0: Mm. Yeah, Malarab for me, Zachariah Bow with uh, a bit of little bit of value. And I, w- I will say What were you saying? She's Got Merit is flying. Like and Michelle Hagley, that was a, that was a that was a super ride to get her that's out in, into into space and that's two times that's two um, sweet rides in a row on She's Got Merit and uh, Ash Mailey, Money Maley. He'll have some supporters
1: in the last as well. Yeah, as the thing I'll say with She's Got Merit, is what I like to do is differentiate when a horse goes to a different stable, right? Yeah. We can say $13 there, right? Let's pretend that She's Got Merit had stayed with the Pierces and run those last two races with the Pierces. She's Got Merit would be five or six. Exactly. Cars. yeah. So you, if you can just differentiate She's Got Merit's career, just basically when you change environments, everything changes for you as a yep. horse. And, and she's got merit. It's just a, it's a superior horse for Ashley money for whatever reason. So, um, yeah, there, there'd be no surprises to me whatsoever if Michelle gets her wide at the right time. And she was so patient there with her. Was that ride. Right? Yeah. It was a really good steer. Uh, she gets her wide at the right time and no reason she can't run past him again. So good luck for those chasing a meat pack.
0: Yes, it's going to be... It's going to be a well deserved victory for whoever claims to get out stakes this weekend, Terry.
1: Yes. Yeah, All right. Well, that, certainly will.
0: That brings our preview to an end. So mm. it's time for our Betfair best betting propositions of the day. The Perth Racing Guru, Terry Layton, what have you got?
1: Ah, uh, we'll go nothing overly exciting I, i've been as i mentioned to you a few weeks ago very excited about talking about she's a charmer on this podcast on a saturday race soon and um, i think we're going to see she's a charmer go through the grades and potentially uh turn into a black type horse in the not too distant future so let's um let's make she's a charmer our best bang she's a charmer bang bj
0: my best bet fair best is midnight blue i think midnight blue is going to be winning the Towton cup and then i am confident he's going to roll into the perth cup
1: and win that as well very good so you might have some of the seven bucks in it's an interesting price isn't it because mm. as i said there isn't many extras to go into the Towton cup for it's- to fill out the perth cup book and you'd, you'd suspect that there'll only be um further support and he won't get a weight penalty either which is integral because now i'm all big about weight penalties now <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really uh, well versed <laughs> on weight penalties just, i feel he's on a steep
0: incline yep. midnight blue and you know what uh you know what these this camp is like they just get them to elevate and elevate mm-hmm. and elevate and this is this is the the young stayer on the rise and he's got perth Cup written all over him maddie bj i threw out I think defiantly is more insanity than madny, maddie. I but don't mind it. Yeah, uh, defiantly is... um it's defiantly a roughie? Yeah, it sure is. But my maddie will, will, will lock in... Zachariah Bow okay. in the last. I, I'm I'm a little bit more confident of Zachariah Bow actually winning um, mm-hmm. than Defiantly, who I could think could just run a bit of a cheeky race at a huge price. But Zachariah Bow, I reckon, is is my Maddie for the day, Terry. I like that. Uh, that's, that's in the last in the get out
1: in the last i'm gonna i'm gonna be a little bit cheeky bj in the we're gonna stick i'm pretty keen on scooters machine in the first i could make one up that i'm not as as big on only 16 dollars best at the minute um but look from that yard there's every chance it's not going to be a huge amount of support anyway. So, um, scooters machine very close to your twenty bucks at the moment, mm-hmm. but um, not sure what that market will do. It'll be interesting. I've marked it uh, considerably shorter, but uh, when they're from the unfashionable yards, they can often get the uh, the Daryl Driskies.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that's that's enough from me, Terry. And um,
1: yeah, I'll just throw it over to you to take us out as yeah, it's you always do. been a little bit of a lonely episode without a guest today. Spotty's uh, had no one. Uh, He's missed Pete's leg, hasn't he? He had a, he had a good hump of <laughs> Pete during last week's uh, podcast. So no, he'll be... he, he had to go. He
0: had to go this morning when when I was setting up. So oh, did
1: he? Yeah. Oh, okay. I missed that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been standing at the uh, at the mirror, thinking, "Who's coming around, lads? Who am I going to get to hop into today? <laughs> it's, uh, next time, Spotty. It's uh, <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Uh, we should have a good guest on next week. We're just waiting for confirmation. We're still at the Cox Stakes and the Perth Cup to look forward to in coming weeks. For those people that haven't jumped on bet fair yet i highly implore you to do say get the best odds get the best value around and a big thank you to our producer jen who i um probably doesn't get the kudos that she deserves <laughs> thanks uh, jen appreciate all of her help throughout the carnival patching in the guests patching in all of their uh, phone guests as well to those buttering up at the races one more time enjoy yourself and until next week on the one one